This is Benny Chapman, the creature from the Black Lagoon, without your head. Welcome to the Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by world-renowned mentalist, the amazing Kreskin. It's very cool to have you here. How are you? I'm excellent. Yeah, that's great, and and I, I, I love the title of your podcast about it's Without Your Head. Is that what it is? It is, Without Your Head, the Station <laughs> of Decapitation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and Neil, uh, obviously you've been a passionate fan of... of uh, horror stories all your life huh yeah big uh, horror movie fan for uh for as long as i can remember yeah i uh, i uh, uh love uh, horror movies and uh, i go i go back of course to uh, movies that uh, were classics in the, in the past and uh, of course i i think one of the persons that i revere is certainly one of the greatest directors of all time still remains alfred hitchcock because uh mm-hmm. The great thing about Hitchcock is, uh, as uh, as you know, one of the considered one of the great fright movies of all time was Psycho, and there was no blood in it. They didn't have to cheapen it or make it a second rate. He did it all by stimulating the imagination. And what a, the people who talked to me about him, no wonder so many people who go into the film industry want to study him, because he knew how to capture the imagination and create fear without anything blatant and that's a that's a rare art not that that skill doesn't exist today so much mm-hmm. i agree that's uh, one of my top favorite uh movies of all time i grew up uh, loving psycho and universal horror uh monster movies and and of course you know more modern stuff but uh 
uh, that stuff's you know stuff I grew up with and, and totally love. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it's interesting. And uh, when when he was doing Psycho, they wanted to do it in color. He said, "This is not a this is not a graphic sl- uh, slash situation. This is genuine horror, and horror works extremely well in shades of black and white." As any psychologist would tell a person, it's more easy to be frightened in the dark where there's not color than in light where there's all kinds of color. So I I uh, I, I enjoy uh, I enjoy uh, horror stories and goth horror stories. What's your favorite? Uh, do you have a favorite uh, 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 movie? Or, 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 or I probably have a number of favorites, don't you? Yeah, uh, Psycho actually is one of the top three. I'd say Psycho, uh, the original Frankenstein, and Bride of Frankenstein. And yeah. a more uh, comical movie would be Creep Show from the eighties. I really yeah. enjoy it. But Psycho, I yeah, really Psycho has to. And you know, I had the privilege, uh, uh, I had the thrill, Neil, of seeing it when nobody knew what it was about, because mm-hmm. when the movie first came out, uh, Hitchcock at the end of the movie said, "Do not discuss this with your friends." And as people were walking out, they could hear his voice saying it. And boy, did he throw psychological curves because. You know who the actress was that was the uh, one of the stars of the movie, the victim. Mm-hmm. Do, you remember, do you remember her name? Um, I know she's famous daughter as well. Uh, the name is escaping me at the moment. Yeah, but but uh, anyway, but he threw a curve because no one would have ever dreamt that she would die within the first fifteen minutes of the movie. So it was a state of shock when I was in a theater watching this movie, and this happened because we, you know, you knew she was going to be in the movie through the whole thing. But of course, she wasn't. She was uh, Janet Lee was out of the, yeah, I, yeah. you know, and uh, people told me she couldn't take showers for many, many months after the the, the scene was done and so forth. But uh, he knew psychologically that it would become uh, so unexpected that every door that was opened after that in the movie, we were, we were terrified something was going to happen. So he was a brilliant, you know, he had he had a tremendous wisdom, a man that would have been really great in in movies but he tragically died early in his life he was uh he uh, uh was a heavy man and uh, uh went on some crash dieting and what have you and i believe he died on the operating table or some mistake was made but there was a uh, a man by the name of laird krieger laird krieger did a movie uh, in the 1940s called the lodger and it was based on it was a there was an original version done by Hitchcock about Jack the Ripper, but the lodger with Merle Oberon and George Saunders was one of, one of my all-time ten favorite movies, and uh, he played in the movie Jack the Ripper, and uh, it was so successful. Uh, even though you never saw him murder anybody, he just by just his walking towards them and approaching them, and it haunted me for uh, for uh, oh many many weeks after I saw the movie and uh, he uh, he he finally got to see he was at the Capitol Theater in New York and uh, sat in the balcony because the movie was being shown at the Capitol Theater and he had never seen the movie in a theater where there was an audience and he sat there watching it at the end of the movie the audience stood and gave it a standing ovation and that's unusual for a black and white movie of that kind and he mm-hmm. suddenly realized the impact that he had but he he played a maniac, a pianist, in another movie. After that, but after that, he he died soon after. But people like that interest me tremendously because it, they have such a 
a powerful impact on the future of storytelling and what have you. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Even um, My, even the movie Halloween, really, there's no uh, blood in it, and people think of it, you know, as right. the first slasher movie, but there there really isn't. Uh, it's and more, it's you know, extremely brilliantly, and it's brilliantly directed. It's very. You got to give the credit that the movie is 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 brilliantly directed. I used to talk with. Uh, I knew Orson Welles, and we used to talk about the impact of 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 just the the choreography of the camera and how it was handled in in various scenes. And of course, he was a man that you could talk to for hours because he was a genius in in movie making. But I I I found all of those. Uh, situations uh, very graphic uh, people would not want to sit next to me when we were going to see a chiller because they usually sat one seat away because I reacted so much I would sometimes scream <laughs> get out of there <laughs> <laughs> my favorite my favorite horror character is uh, is uh, Dracula and and Bram Stoker when he wrote that 400 some page novel of course he he was a uh, he was a, a road manager for a famous uh, actor in, in, in England and he used to sit backstage when the plays were going on stage whatever the play was and he was working on this uh, this character that of a vampire that he created it really there's never been a character a vampire character that even could compare but because he encompassed all the qualities of what a vampire was into the uh, into the uh, character and when when uh, Bella Lugosi who had left uh, who left uh, hungry because the communists and Hitler and, and everything were were uh, were uh, threatening and uh, came to this country. And of course, you you've seen the movie. I'm sure you've seen the movie Dracula. He was oh, yeah. doing it on the stage for years. And what made it so dramatic is that he learned the he learned the script phonetically because he didn't speak that much English. And that's what made the the the, the cadence of his voice so so intriguing. You know, but he was. Uh, interesting man in that way so you can see that i i have a love for uh, gothic horror stories i just and dracula of course uh had hypnotic powers and uh and uh yeah, influenced right. people and, and and you know and so forth and uh, the uh and and uh, ram stoker borrowed from history because in in hungary if you go to a funeral and you go to the uh viewing and you kneel at the coffin that's open, where the body is there, which is was traditional in 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 funerals. Uh, but if you knelt there, there was over there's over the coffin a mirror, but it's at a, at a slant, and the mirror is at a tilted slant. So if you look up at the mirror, you don't see the body, and that's because uh, the vampire does not reflect, and consequently, mm -hmm. that's how he borrowed that from from uh, Hungarian tradition to put it as part of this significance of the vampire not casting a reflection so anyway I did not know that so, it's very interesting yeah well it's you know it's when when they borrow from legitimate parts of history and then uh, it becomes all the more meaningful and 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 significant just as the uh, the hypnotic ability of the vampire was always a a uh, significant force but that made you know that made the villains uh, not just odd characters that came from out of, outer space but real people you know and uh, and then of course the business of people uh, being uh, apparently dead and not dead 
we don't we don't realize because we don't study history that 50, 60, 70 years ago that uh, uh, many times people were buried alive, and uh, because they, they the, the, the uh, we weren't able the, the physicians were not able to diagnose death as clearly, they didn't have the equipment and what have you. So uh, this is why years ago it was very very common for the wealthy people to have telephones uh, when phones were invented in their kitchens because many, many of the wealthy people that were buried alive were buried with a telephone in the coffin because some people gained consciousness later on and were revived. Of course, wow. today, I'm, we all know people who would probably unplug the telephone just in case the person... <laughs> 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 so anyway... I just uh, I think that's very and and people don't realize that who would have ever dreamt that you know 70 60 70 years ago that telephones would be in coffins but for the wealthy that was a very very common thing. Yeah. Yeah, now everyone has one in their pocket. Yeah. Yeah, and then and, and uh, yeah, you show me a person you show me a person with, that has 200 friends on the internet and I will show you a very very lonely person. <laughs> because of course they're not really they're not really communicating as well, and uh, that's the great fear right now. And and one of the things I've talked about, uh, been interviewed about, and that is that we're going to see a wave in the next year and two of loneliness amongst young people. It's starting to show its signs already. Nobody wants to talk about it. Psychologists are afraid to go on TV and mention it. They'll say you're crazy and what have you. But uh, the truth of the matter is that it is the case because the one thing that they're finding that young people are are mentioning more and more, in fact, they feel now the percentage is almost 30% of young people feel that there's one thing missing in their life. They don't have any friends. It's very interesting. Yeah. So our culture has changed thanks to electronics and what have you. By the way, I am extremely excited and uh, I want to thank... Uh, well, you you're out in what city now? Where what do you where, uh, where are you? I'm in Sandwich, Massachusetts, on, on Cape Cod. I love that name. I love and I and I want the listeners to know. Uh, by the way, if I if I come in the area sometime and and this gentleman is uh, is is around, I'll come on the air with a lie. But folks, I dare not read his thoughts on the air. Not with the <laughs> thinking he had. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, I'm I want to thank everybody. The, the, in Massachusetts and, and on, uh, throughout the country, the thousands who've sent me emails. I can't answer. I've gotten emails from England, London. and uh, uh, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I can't answer all of them. The reason that I've gotten so much attention to it is because of an announcement that we made uh, two weeks ago that a new motion picture has begun production. It's on the life story of yours truly. The script has been written by has been written by Patrick Coppola, and we're very very excited about that. Oh, very cool! When, when did that come about? Who's going to play you? We don't know. There's been suggestions. Everybody has someone in mind, and uh, people are interviewing me. Maybe you have someone in mind that should play me because you're, you're familiar. This. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've got so many suggestions, and I can't. I decided no. I will not. Uh, I will not. Uh, I will not make it. I don't want to be involved. The, the, the people, the directors, the producers, they know best of what's going to be the case. Uh, what's, what I think is neat is that they're going to do a larger 
uh, a life story of me starting with my uh, early career when I started in my performing when I was in my uh, early teens. So they're going to have someone playing me at that age and then on up through the years. We're leaving some things out. Otherwise, I'm afraid we would end up in prison. I'm only joking. (laughs) Only joking, Neil. Uh But but people are suggesting different... uh, individuals and I, I and I'm collecting the suggestions only because I think it's interesting a couple of uh, is, there's a is there a Clo- there's Clooney right that's an actor a famous actor yeah George Clooney, Clooney. Uh, yeah he's been he's been suggested a number of times another gentleman has as well and I don't I don't know them I've seen movies maybe in the past uh, but it, I'd, be, I'd be very curious you have if you have one someone in mind who you would suggest I was, I was not, thinking you know uh, you know, maybe when you're uh, a little bit older, and and the film would be uh, John Lithgow. I think would be a, a good person to play. It's interesting. Yeah, that he's a very he's a very fine actor. Yeah, a very very. I was afraid you were going to say Boris Karloff, Bela Lugosi, and they're gone. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> now, you know what? <laughs> that you know what dug up. That would be whoa. That would be quite of a, a, a showstopper, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be. But I think no. it would. Be, it would be fitting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but. Uh, it's interesting that, that you mentioning him. His name is. I'm not. I can't think of right now if I've seen the, any movies. He's, can you name a movie he's been in? Because I'm just not that. From, I don't get to see a lot of movies. Uh, yeah, he was in the uh, the recent uh, remake of Plane of the Apes, Rise of the Plane of the Apes. Um, he was in. Um, oh, in the remake, he was one of yeah. the stars in the remake of it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. All right, I didn't see the remake. Yeah. And he, uh, uh, is he a is he a dramatic actor? Or the, excuse me. Does he, he do all a, kinds of act? Yeah, he does all kinds. He has a wide, wa- yeah. uh, wide range because he's done he has some horror movies. He's done dramatic movies. Uh, he's done comedic he? movies. Yeah, really. Did you ever see really? Twilight Zone the movie? Oh yeah, he was in that. Yeah, he played the Shatner role about the with the man on the wing of the plane. You said the Shatner role. Yeah, he because you know, William Shatner played that role in the TV show, and then uh, Lithgow played it in the yes, movie. yes. Where there's the yeah, man I was just. I was just with Bill Shatner recently. Uh, oh, he's been a fan for years, and uh, he's now uh, doing uh, programs where he speaks about his career in the audience. And so he says, "Cressy, you got to." He had me appear with him at one of me. He says, "You got to do the same thing. People are interested in your work, uh, an audience. Sure, you're doing shows and performances all over the, but they there's a lot of them would like to ask questions and commentaries and what have you." He's quite a quite a neat guy, Bill Shatner. I, I've known him for a long time, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, uh, God, we could, I could interview you and talk to you about horror movies for the next hour. That's how much I, <laughs> I, 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 I just love a good horror. But, but as I said, you don't want to sit next to me in certain movies, especially, you know, <laughs> you know, I've got to tell you, uh, Neil, the most to me, for me, and this is not true of everybody else. Don't misunderstand me, but I'll tell you what frightens me most when the villain in the story is a maniac because they can act in some of the story very normal and suddenly turn and it's just and, and it's so and you know in some respects it, it can be true to life because there are maniacs in real life you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and that's and what I makes it frightened. scary because they can blend in does. with everybody else yes and you don't know what and there have been around. some there was one movie where uh, uh I can't think of the name of it. With this gal was was uh, uh, lurking after this guy that I don't know if he was in broadcasting or what have you, 
but it was a movie that came out years ago, and I can't I can't even think of the name of it right now. But it's just she was the the maniac in the story, it scared the daylights out. I was a nervous wreck. So so you you just wouldn't feel that comfortable unless you had some pillows around you when you were sitting next to me in movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> it could add to the experience I, of the whole thing, I think. Yeah, but you know. Uh, I, when it's all over, I I I'm, I'm, I I like I like to be scared. It's just that I I get myself involved in the character, you know, and I'm sure you do too. Uh, yeah. But uh, listen, I don't. My God, I'm almost 25 minutes have gone by. So we got to yeah. keep. By the way, I have I have Neil a uh, a new book coming out. It is, mm-hmm. by the way, my 21st book. I've written oh, wow. 20 books so far. And like the other books, this is not a fiction piece, but because I'm traveling so constantly, you know, as I said before, I, the airline industry estimates I've flown uh, three and a half million miles in my career. And uh, I have so many incidents that take place in stories that they keep saying you've got to update and talk about the more recent ones. When that comes up, maybe we'll talk, uh, we'll talk again and uh, I'll get That'd a copy great. of the book to you. I would and, love that. Uh, you know, and then we'll take on from there. But I, uh, I want you to keep in touch with me because I love, I love gothic horror stories. And uh, just let me know. And if there's a especially good movie out that you think I might uh, particularly enjoy, you know, okay. let me know about no. it. I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't see. Uh, I don't get to see many movies unless I'll see them on on late night television because I'm in a hotel room so much of the time. I'm only home about five days a month. Mm-hmm. But uh, I like to know about things like that because sometimes I miss movies, and then months later someone will say, did you, "What did you think of such and such?" Oh my God! Why didn't someone tell me what that was about and so forth? So you know, I'm going to wish you, I'm going to wish you in these uh, uh, the 25 minutes that have gone by so fast. And, and by the way, folks, and since he's recording this, he shouldn't erase this. You know, I don't know if the person I'm talking to is is he. At this time, living, or is this a reincarnation, <laughs> or I'm, I'm being haunted in some way? That's refreshing in itself. I want to tell you. So I, I wish you a happy New Year. And in the spirit of broadcasting, let's just say, uh, Neil, to be continued. Okay. Very well. Very great. I uh, wish you a, a great uh, New Year as well, and continued success. Yeah, and a good, a good to meet you, Neil. And and I mean it. Keep in, get in touch with me after the first of the year. Okay, Neil. All right, I will do. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Take care, Neil. Take care. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. We should have listened. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming at night! Mostly! 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 Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The Tomb of Nick Cage. They're coming at night! This is Sarah Slyer from Anna and the Apocalypse. And you're listening to Without Your Head. All right. We're back here once again. The station of decapitation without your head. And I'm still Nasty Neil. And that would make me terrible, Troy. 
Mm. And a big thank you to the amazing Kreskin here on the show. It's very oh, cool. That's just tremendous. Just really, forward, really neat. Looking forward to having him back in 2019. Oh, yeah. He probably a, already knows it. He probably exactly. Yep. A, a bold prediction here. He will be yes. back. And uh, this will be the well, won't be because we're going to have a special New Year's Eve show with uh, the cast of uh, Derelicts. But this will be the last live show with Music of the Month, Small Town Titans. Nice. Great stuff. Oh, I love their stuff. They're, uh, hopefully they'll be with us again next year. Yes. I saw that they're actually, they have a movie coming out, I believe. Let me get Do they really? Get, yeah, let me find this. Let me get this. So, uh, you know, when we have these different, uh, the artists of months, music of month, um, if you like what you hear, at the very least, give them some love and go like their Facebook page or follow them on Twitter. But if you really dig it, go and uh, buy something. Yeah, absolutely. Especially something like this where, um, you know, you can listen to samples of a bunch of different things and, mm-hmm. you know, you can kind of weed through it the stuff that you know maybe you like this more than that and i'm sure you're going to find something that you like because they mm-hmm. uh they have some really cool stuff it must not have been them i must be mistaken but there's somebody on my facebook page who has a uh a bigfoot movie coming out nice i thought it was them i'm not sure why but must not have been hmm Wherever it is, though, let us know. Let's talk about some Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. We're always down for a Bigfoot movie. Exactly. At but, least. uh, exactly. There's been a lot the last few years and some actually good ones. Used yeah. to be pretty much all Bigfoot movies are pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. You could pretty much take it to the bank that if you saw like a Bigfoot thing, that you might get a few laughs out of it, but for the most part, it was going to be terrible. Mm hmm. I saw it, well, was it this year? It's made like in the 70s, but this year is my first time watching The Legend of Boggy Creek because it was on the uh, Joe Bob Marathon. Oh, okay. You, oh, made, you hadn't seen that one before? No. I'm not, sure why, yeah, I'm not sure why Joe Bob loves it. Oh, he does. I didn't know that. He gave it four stars. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, pretty boring. it's a movie. Yeah, Actually, I'd rather watch um, In Search of Sasquatch than that. Yeah, I agree. It's really strange. It has, like, this really pleasant music and, like, this really sad folksy song about Bigfoot being, you know, lonely. <laughs> Very weird. I gotta, I gotta admit, I think I've seen that movie all of once, and that was it. Yeah, that's all I don't all think you I mean. ever went back to it. Yeah, I can't imagine it being like a movie you'd want repeat viewings of. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry to all the uh, legends of Legend of Boggy Cook, uh, Creek fans out there. Well, that's true. You don't want to. You don't want to offend them. No. Because they're kind of a legion, I think. I agree. I agree. They'll be coming. They'll be chasing us down. Yep. What What do you mean, us? You said you only watched oh. it once. Yeah, but I, I, I didn't, like, say, my God, Joe Bob was crazy for liking this movie. Oh, it's I it. You're twisting my words. Yeah, well, it depends. It depends on how angry this mob is. Mm-hmm. If it's a truly angry mob, you're, you're on your own, nasty one. 
man. I always did think it'd be cool to be like chased out of town by a mob with like torches. That would be pretty awesome. Which yeah. would you rather do? Run out on a rail or chase down by an angry mob? The rail's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty neat too. Yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. be better than like tarred and feathered. I think that would that would suck. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Core quartered. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's a little more permanent, I think. Uh, okay. I think tarned feather would normally kill people too. Yeah, like I guess eventually. Maybe it would suck trying to get it all off you anyway. Mm-hmm. There was something on the Viking show that they did. It was like, uh, God, I can't think of the name of it now, but like they, they would rip the skin off someone's back and then they'd like pull their, uh, their, um, their ribs out and turn them backwards. And then, so it looked like they had wings cause they stretched like the skin of their back on it. Nice. Apparently it was like a real thing that they used to do back in the, the Vikings days. Wow. Not the Minnesota Vikings. But, you know, <laughs> the real oh, okay. So it's not like if the Packers were coming to town, they were like, ah, mm. find me some Packers fans. Exactly. And then I think like the thing was like, if you didn't scream, then you still get to go to Valhalla. Oh, okay. No, well, I think that would probably do me in. Yeah. I think there'd be a lot of screaming involved in then. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like probably a pretty bad time. <laughs> yeah, I gotta imagine. Do people still when's the last time do you think some, like a mob has actually ran people out of town with with pitchforks and uh and torches? Um, probably never. You don't think they it ever happened? No, I don't think it really ever happened. No, I I they probably did it one time. Yeah. Um Probably not for a while. I'm thinking at least, you know, six or seven months. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, it could be something that's never happened, though. No, I I don't know. Yeah, because you think, like, it would just be a group of guys, like, breaking your windows and tying you to the back of a horse and dragging you out of town or something. Yeah. If they catch up to you, do do they light you on fire? Oh, they're hoping you don't, like, you know, call their bluff. I see. That's probably never happened. You got fifty angry like mob uh, people chasing you, and, and if you just turn around, and say, "What? What the hell do you want? Leave me alone, okay?" Mm-hmm. Like, they need to bring this back. Surprise them. They need to bring it back. Can, I don't know if you can, can. You just do it in a movie that takes place in modern day. They should. But what? What, what would know. be the modern equivalent? What? What's um? I'm trying to think of like uh, your know, movie set in like the most modern of times that I that I've seen that in, and nothing really comes to mind, you know. Besides oh, like Frankenstein, yeah, Frankenstein and that kind of stuff. So huh. did that happen? I'm only talking two hundred years ago, anyway. Yeah. What would be the? Because I don't think really this is the. I don't think the torch is really like a. Is something that people make nowadays? No, they usually don't have them like just hanging around the house. Uh-huh. Maybe they, they could do it like a... torches or something. Well, that's true. It could be like a group of like uh, white supremacists. Uh, I, no, I was I was thinking more like people at a beach party. Oh, okay. Let's see. 
Well, the white supremacists did kind of ruin that for it. Because now if you're at a beach party and everyone's carrying tiki torches, they just assume you're a white supremacist. Yeah, that would really suck, man. Mm. That's too bad because I always liked the cool tiki torch. I thought they were kind of neat. Yeah, so you run people out of town with tiki torches. Yeah. That and uh, bowls of oatmeal. Because who has pitchforks? Does anyone have a pitchfork anymore? I don't think so. it's probably like illegal. Yeah, it probably is. I go when I go for my walk. I go through this path that connects our, you know, our side road to the other side road, and then you go to the highway. But the point of this is not uh-huh. just to tell people about a path, but it gets overgrown a little bit. And <laughs> so I was thinking about going up there with a machete, and then I was like, man, if I still start walking up the street with a machete, someone's probably going to call the cops. Yeah, yeah, I've got to think like you know, got to. Wacko coming up here with a pitchfork and a machete. Uh, well, I was say a pitchfork, just a machete. Just a machete. The, the one time when I when I filmed the short uh, film um, New Year's Reindeer, and so part of this is um, our mom was uh, the camera person, mm-hmm. and so I I, I uh, barge out of uh, the shed with an axe, and I come at the camera, and while I was doing this, a neighbor came running out because he thought I was like going after my mom with an axe. Wow. Did they say anything to you? Or? Not not talk to stop. So I'm thinking, what was this guy's plan? Was he just, maybe you just wanted to watch it? It could be. Like, you know, I've always wanted to chop up somebody with an edge. Mind if I, oh, never mind. You're making a movie. Uh, okay. Yeah. You just wanted to witness it. It's very weird. And I do have an experience with a, with a torch. You do? Yeah. Back in the day, Wilt, Paul Wilson. Yep. I like to say people's uh, full name. <laughs> Just in case there's any, like, <laughs> any doubt. Just, who this right, is. in case it goes to court. Yep, and, yep. Uh, and so one night, I mean, he played, I can't say I didn't either, but played with, uh, usually just with him, I think, played with fire. But anyway, so he wrapped an old T-shirt around, a, uh, a, like, a stick, a big stick, not, you know, like a club kind of deal. And uh, I don't know if he put gasoline on it or light or something. And he lit up. And then so we had a torch. And we were walking around just nice. around the neighborhood. And I remember, um, God, what was the guy's name? He's an old neighbor of ours from Texas. And he had his his name on his belt buckle. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think actually he had kind of a rednecky name, didn't he? He did. He did. But I remember the next day he was just saying, "Oh, he 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 started talking about the torch we had." I think no, he was, he was impressed probably impressed. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, he's like, "That's a lot more manlier than I thought you had in you, Neil." <laughs> I always thought you were kind of a girly man, but we should had fire with it. Ha- Howard, wasn't it Howard? How- oh yeah, that's not too hillbilly, is it? No, no. The other time he talked to me was because uh, he saw me taking a leak out behind the shed. That was kind of weird because I was like, oh. I don't know if I want to hear this story. He just said, like, he saw me and I was just like, what the hell? He's just staring at, you know, some like teenage kids just peeing outside. Wow. The torch, I can see him. That's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Have you ever watched like a young teenage boy pee? Maybe that's pretty neat too. Maybe I did see uh, a grown man was uh, 
was uh, that, that sounded so bizarre. Like was it that Air- guy? Was it Howard? No, no it's. Oh. Uh, I know. I won't say his whole name, but okay. it, I know his name. Or a J. It was because uh, he he still lives not too far from me. As um, he's the ice cream man. And, oh no, kidding! And he was like, he'd get very drunk because he also he lived across the street from Paul. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of the night, he'd get up and like he would sometimes he'd just start his lawnmower at like midnight and like do like uh sometimes not do anything just like start up and put it away sometimes he'd just do like like a row in his yard and then go back to sleep and uh one time he went and he sometimes he'd just start up the, the ice cream truck and ring the bell wow and so one time he just does he, he still do this i don't know i don't live close I enough to so i know and so one time, so he, he started up the ice cream truck, and then he just walked out in the middle of in the, the road and just started taking a piss right in the road. Nice. With the ice cream lights and, 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 and uh, music playing. That's awesome. That's pretty sweet. I think he's totally drunk. Well, I, I, I have to ask you, because I don't know if you had him. He might have been retired from teaching by the time you got to the high school. But you never had Tom Taylor for a teacher, did you? No, I did not. Well, he was he was a history teacher, and he was also Jeff uh, Andreessen's next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I'd go up to Forestdale and like you know spend the night at Jeff's house, um, early in the morning, like six a.m., you'd hear the lawnmower like crank up, and this mm-hmm. guy would be outside with like his little wife beater tank top and his tidy whitey undies and he'd be out mowing his lawn and uh <laughs> every now and then he would stop behind a tree and like just strike a manly pose with one hand on hip and take a leak and i was like that's <laughs> fucking tremendous you know that's my history teacher that's and then he wild. had this, this great great habit like during class he'd be talking and he'd always have like a metal trash can next to him Mm-hmm. And um, just out of the blue, he'd be telling you about, you know, like, well, during, uh, you know, the Vietnam War. <coughs> and then he'd just hack up this big lungy and spit it into his trash can. It was <laughs> wicked fucking gross. Man. No, he, I never had that guy. Fun guy. You would have liked him. Yeah, it sounds pretty sweet. He had a big, like, Bill Sangster, like, uh, porn mustache and stuff. Uh which why people don't know Bill Sangster. That was another teacher at the uh, wings. I mean, at the, the high school. Yeah, I think it was mandatory at that time that all science teachers had to have that same mustache because I think every single one of them had that mustache. Yeah, I had two of them. I, I had Sangster. Then there was a because it kind of looked like Mario and Luigi. Because yeah, uh, well, Sangster kind of looked like uh, well Cotter. He wanted to Cotter. be that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I forget the other guy's name, but he was my chemistry teacher, and he had the same mustache, but he was he You're was right. taller and very skinny. He was a skinny guy. And then Walt Alvizi, who oh, was yeah, another sure. science teacher, uh-huh. he um he sported that same stash too. Yeah, seven man. They all had that like jet black, like nineteen seventies looking stash going. Mm-hmm. Seventy stashes and, and, and torches. Yeah, that's that's tonight's theme. But that's one of those strange. Well, because your your um, memory triggered Mm -hmm. mine. Right. Right. 
And that so was I have my a question. weird guy. I have a question for you from um, the amazing Kreskin. Because he's, uh, he's talking on the show that they're making a movie about him. Uh-huh. And uh, he was uh, wondering who's a good person to play the amazing Kreskin. Ooh. Like back in the day or more modern? Well, I guess this is going to cover multiple decades from like oh, 20, okay. from when he's 20. So I guess whatever era you think. Because I, I, I uh, suggested John Lithgow when he's like in his 50s or 60s. Oh, wow. Yeah, Lithgow would probably be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. It'll be a wanky guy. He's a pretty thin man. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, who could play him when he's younger? Yeah, when he's. Hmm. Now, now all I can think of is Lithgow. I'm thinking Jim Carrey could play. Could play him. He probably could. That's probably a good choice. That's kind of inspired now. Yeah. I think he could play him in multiple ages. Yeah. Because he could make him look a little younger for the younger days, you know, as he does for now, and make him a little older for the older ones. Yep. Yep. I think, uh, yeah, I think he's a good serious actor. Yeah. No, that uh, that's pretty, pretty cool, actually. Yeah, I could see that. And going back to Bigfoot, we're talking about Bigfoot. Uh, former guest of the show, Nicholas Principe, is actually playing Bigfoot in No nice. Man's Ridge. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I love Nick Principe, but he is, I gotta say, he's one of the guests that really does kind of scare me. Yeah. I just have that feeling that, like, if left on his own in an area that nobody would ever know, I got a feeling he would do bad things to people. I could see that. I he's, just have uh, this yeah. feeling. Mm-hmm. He seems it, like a good guy, but I think he could be a little unhinged. Yeah, I think there's a dark side to him that he doesn't uh-huh. really keep very well hidden either. Yeah, I could totally see this. Yeah, which is kind of cool. I like it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep him on our good side. Yeah. I also would never want to be alone with him anywhere because he does he does scare me in a way. Right. I think he, he, he I think he says he likes us, he'd probably protect us. That's true. I'd like to think that. You like our own Bigfoot. <laughs> that's true. And you know, when when you well, that's cause you caught him that day, so he'd probably protect you. <laughs> right. He he did tell me in private that that was a playing bit. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think anybody that ever falls always says that afterwards. That's true, too. It's like, oh, yeah, I meant to do that. Yeah. I've done that myself. I've taken a fall and said, yeah, I was just kind of planning on doing mm-hmm. that. Because mm-hmm. I take good back bumps. Really? I do. It's one of those things that I, I, I actually do. I'm gonna, next time I see him, I'm going to push you down. Okay. Sometimes I take them too well, and then I, I take them over and over and over again and actually hurt myself. Well, you can't do that. Mm. And then I'm going to stomp you a little bit while you're down. Oh, I don't blame you there. Well, I think the last time I did that, it's because um really lovable kid uh, with Down syndrome, like, got the biggest chuckle at, out of me, like, falling down. Really? And then, and then he would tell me over and over again. The the BBSD, the Big Bad Sod Daddy, one of my favorite kids in all the land. Mm-hmm. And he would and he had this great 
belly laugh. He would do the ho, 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 ho. <laughs> and then he'd, he'd, hey, Troy baby, because I would call him Zod Daddy. And so then he would call mm-hmm. me Troy baby. And he said, Troy baby, fall down. I said, okay. So boom, I'd take the big Pratt fall, and then he'd do ho, 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 ho. Do it again. And so I can't say no, so I would do it again. And then Mm -hmm. after a while, because I had a back pocket full of keys, and, like, my lower back was just killing me after about four or five falls, but finally I stopped because I just physically couldn't do it anymore. Mm -hmm. And then I got home, and and B was like, oh, what happened? You know, you're looking rough shape. I'm like, yeah, I fell down at work. So it probably would have been in my best interest not to tell her how I fell. Mm Because she was very sympathetic at first. It was like, oh, well, you sit down and, you know, I'll make something to eat. And then I I was unwise. And I told her how I went about hurting myself. And then, strangely enough, the sympathy just kind of flew out the window. And I was left to take care of myself, to fend for myself after Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it was self-inflicted. Yeah, but, you know, I was kind of like liking the attention. I was like, you know, hey, you can kind of, you know, cater to my needs. This is kind of cool. Uh-huh, I get you. I get you. But if but you were not laughing, you would have done it, too. Or you would have made me do it some more. Yeah, that's what I would have done. But that's cool. I think that's good to take uh, physical punishment to make <laughs> other people laugh. Mm-hmm. And it really made him laugh. He he really got the ho-ho-ho going. Uh-huh. And he, he could dance the, um, he probably still can. I, I haven't seen him for a while. He's at the high school now. But he, he could dance the um, Gundam dance. Oh, Gundam oh, he, he was awesome at it. He'd do the little lasso thing and do the little dance and then just shout out, Hey, sexy lady. And then <laughs> it was great. I wish I would have videoed it. Yeah, that's on that rule. I miss you would have liked Sad. Sad was was good. The two of you would have done bad things mm-hmm. to me, probably. <laughs> well, then that would have made him good things. Yeah, yep. You would have been like, "Hey, Troy, baby, fall down." I love it. Yep. So, so we get that the Bigfoot movie. That's on the school. Uh, the trailer everyone's talking about is us. I think this looks awesome. Oh, I can't wait for this movie. And it kind of came out of the blue. I didn't even hear that they were making this thing. Me neither. Me neither. The, the trailer popped up or people talking about it. And then I saw it was uh, Jordan Peele. And, you know, I love Get Out. And I'm yep. looking forward to his Twilight Zone. I watched it. And I was like, hot damn, this looks great. Yep. Yeah, he's kind of like just snuck up on everybody and become kind of that like cool horror guy now. Yeah, I'm very happy. It's, it's, yeah, uh, just, you know, kind of came out of nowhere. He's a, mm-hmm. com- a comedian, and bam. Yeah, see, I never mm. saw that side of him. Like you know, the the Key and Peel stuff. I I always dug it. I always liked mm-hmm. it. And I even liked the one. Did you ever see the movie with them with the cat? No. Where they kidnap his cat? No. It's actually a really good movie, and. Um, and I didn't know that either one of them had kind of that horror vibe about them. Mm-hmm. I would be a yeah, guest to have on, Chief. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know if it might be too big. But who knows? We have the Miz and Kreskin on. It's pretty big. Big time. Michael Ironside. Mm Mm-hmm. Some big-name people here lately. Joe Bob Briggs. Yep. So you never know. It's very true. Wouldn't hurt to ask the man. Yeah, so this this looks wild. And and I'm happy that no one... Well, not, not yet, anyway... No one is saying that it's the the scariest horror movie ever made. <laughs> That's true. That might have been the one good thing. Well, not the only good thing, but one of the good things about um, his last movie. Mm-hmm. At least I didn't hear anybody. Nobody made these crazy definitive like statements. Like, this is the scariest movie since The Exorcist. This is yeah, the greatest thing. You know, uh, no matter what it is. Man, it's just this trend to say everything's like I think in the last five years, all the greatest horror movies ever made have been made. There's like <laughs> the Baba Duke was the scariest movie. It follows the scariest movie. The Witch is the scariest movie. Um, Hereditary is the scariest movie. And now I've seen about the Bird Box, and I'm like, these all are not the scariest movies <laughs> ever made. No, most of them probably aren't the scariest movies over the last few years. Brian, maybe not the scariest movie, as as Mike Epstein said, of that day. Yeah, that's not probably the true, movie I watch that day. Yep. And all, uh, you know, some of them are good and everything. Like, I actually really like The Babadook, but do I think it's yeah. scary? I don't think it's scary. Never mind the scariest no, movie no. ever made. No, it's it's really a cool movie, and I, I really like it a ton. But not because it's, like, terrifying or anything like that. No. And then I mentioned this, and there's some people say it's marketing. I'm like, but it's not. It's one thing if it was, you know, in the trailer, and they're saying the scares. But it's like fans saying this, and it's yeah. your horror website saying this. It's not. It's not even really so much a marketing thing. It's just the, I think a lot of it is people go to extremes about everything. Either any, any movies either just, you know, amazing and, or it's the total shits. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like I didn't think this was very good or this was okay. It's either just the, the, the greatest thing ever made or, you know, you wasted minutes of your life and the person <laughs> could be you know, hung and, or, yeah, nothing's know, just like, 40. hey, this was a pretty good movie. You should go see it. Uh-huh. Or like, you know, hey, this might not be the greatest movie ever made, but I still enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But this movie wasn't very good. Yeah. yeah it's all I've, or nothing. You're right. Because I've seen both sides with Bird Box. I see lots, some people say it's the greatest thing they ever, scariest thing they ever seen. And then I see, I saw the other, there's a few other people that are saying, you know, it's total shit, garbage, trash. And, I don't think either one. I thought it was okay. Oh, you did watch it because I, I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I thought it. I like. I really like the idea behind it. Mm-hmm. I think for the most part, it's well acted. I, I don't think the dialogue's particularly good. There's mm-hmm. a lot of just like uh, asshole, and I don't know. It seems like I think you need more creative, creative insults, and people just calling everyone asshole. <laughs> kind of. Apparently. There's a but, lot of that thrown around. Yeah, I think I think it's probably really scary to Sandra Bullock fans because they probably aren't used to like a horror movie. Yeah, that's true. But like, if you're a horror movie fan, I don't really think it's that scary. I do. I do think it's a really good idea. I'll, I'll get that. And there are there is tension built, 
and I'm glad they don't show too much of, of what's going on. But for how I would explain it is it's it's Lovecraft light. It's oh, really? almost almost really good. It's got the premise of Lovecraft. I mean, I would just say I think it's it's stolen from Lovecraft, but I don't think he gets any uh, any credits. Any credits, in, really? Yeah. And the end is very cheesy. I don't know. It's say, tell me, romantic comedy fans probably were were scared by this. I think so, but I see a lot of horror movie fans saying that it was it was so incredibly scary. I, oh, I mean, okay. if you're scared by it, that's your own opinion. So, but it's definitely not the scariest movie ever made. Oh, uh-huh. John Malkovich is in it. See, I love Malkovich. Oh. I do too. He says asshole a lot. Come here, big <laughs> asshole. Everybody says asshole a lot. Huh? Yeah, it's a lot of asshole in the movie. And the name asshole, not like. Not like actual asshole. Oh, okay. So, like Malkovich is a moon in people or anything? No. Okay. That's probably good. Yeah. I mean, I think you should watch it. I think you'd like it, but I, I it's, uh, I think it's good. I'm not going to say it's bad because I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's terrible at all. I do think it's way overhyped. And I, I think it, it's a good movie. Good, okay to good. See, my problem when, when I just, when I saw the trailer, I think that the premise is cool. It is. But I I don't know, like, you know, blindfolding yourself and trying to get away and stuff. I, I, I don't know. I just, if you're going to drive a car blindfolded or, you know, travel yeah, that's a boat a blindfolded, silly. that seems a little bogus to me. I, I do agree. I do agree. This a lot of stuff that's done blindfolded. It seems very unlikely. Mm-hmm. It's also not very exciting to watch people like doing stuff blindfolded. <laughs> Is there any like blindfolded thing. fighting? Is there any like blind fighting in this movie? Uh, almost, almost blind gunfights. Oh, no! Nice. Well, I guess there is blindfolded gunfights. <coughs> yeah, I, I guess know. I'm gonna have to break down and watch it. Yeah, I don't want to get to say too much about it because probably not everyone's seen it. And uh, if I say too much about the kind of Lovecraft elements, there's some really good elements in it. I'll, I'll give it that. There's some really good stuff. Most of it's like Lovecraft stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, for me, it's just kind of, like I said, Lovecraft light. Yeah. I'm not saying everything should be like incredibly dark, but the material's very dark, so... Right, right. It should be a, to me, it should be a little grittier, a little less blindfoldy stuff. Uh huh. Yeah, like you, I only drive in the car with with no eyesight. Kind of, I don't know. Yeah, it's see, that was kind that of kind of thing just in the trailer. I was just kind of like, hey, I don't know about this, man. Yeah, taking trips in the in the on a canoe, <laughs> with, with like going through the rapids. <coughs> Falling down hills. <laughs> it. I, I don't want to go. I mean, I can be. I can be guilty of us saying saying something's really awful. It maybe isn't, but so right. It's 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 okay. It's all right. All right. It's definitely okay. not. It, you know, people got to calm down a little bit. My God. I, so, I guess if you like something, you should talk about it. Right. Right. So, was uh, T Nation was canceled? Oh no, kidding. How many yeah, seasons I, did it last? I think six. Six seasons? Like yeah. 
I heard that there's, you know, rumor it could be picked up by a streaming site because it does have like a, a cult audience. The thing is, I watched, I never even watched the whole first season and I did like it a lot. I thought it was enjoyable. It's, it's, at first I thought it'd just be a copy of The Walking Dead and right, really the only right. similarities are, you know, dead zombies, the end of the world because it's a much different tone. I actually yeah. thought a lot of likable characters in it. Yeah, I watched season one. I, I actually ended up enjoying it. Yeah, I don't I don't know why I didn't keep up with it. But yep. uh yeah, I'll go back and watch it sometime, binge watch it. But uh I know a lot of people are upset about it because it did have a good following. Yeah. Well you never know. I mean maybe Shudder or um Netflix, Netflix. or somebody'll pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Hope, you know, I hope it does. Yeah. Well hopefully like the fans of it'll make some noise and try to get it back. Yeah. It is a cool time to, to live in where things you know, it used to be if a show was canceled, that's it. Yeah, right. You were screwed. There was nothing yeah. left then. It wouldn't get picked up by another network or even come back like decades later. <laughs> right. Like, you know, thank God we got Fuller House. Well, hell yeah. I am to see more more of that. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, how, how the series ended. It just left you on that note. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, with um, the the kid being funny and but sad know. yeah i remember I, I couldn't even tell you anybody that ever started in that show yeah the, the twins there they were the little girl oh were they in that yeah there? and like uncle joey or something he's the he's supposedly is a guy that uh oh god i can't think of her name she sang the song um is she perverted like me? Will she have your oh, baby? Yeah. You know, that song. What's the song? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Supposedly, like the he was the the guy she's singing about. Oh no, kidding! I didn't know that. Yeah, it's weird because he's just like this, you know, goofball. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I I have a theory on all those sitcoms back in the back in the eighties and the nineties. There's a few exceptions, but mm-hmm. for the most part, like Full House, Coach, Wings, Major Dad. <laughs> God, I've forgotten these, about most of those until you brought them up. All these shows, n- no one like loved. They were they just were on, and you only had three or four channels. So you wa- and you didn't have the internet, mm-hmm. so you just watched what was on TV. They killed time. They oh, were, yeah. you know, they weren't necessarily awful. They weren't good. They were just on, on television, and so they weren't so bad that you know you, you couldn't watch it. It's like I got a half hour, an hour. I watch, you know, Wings and then Coach, and, and then maybe yeah, something good will come on. Most of those half an hour like sitcoms though, were like that. Yes, I think throughout, you know, any time. You know, like you have your exceptions, like during the 70s, you'd have like calling the family or mod. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, they were all pretty much cookie cutter, just yes. crap shows. So they were just shows that happened to be on and you watch. That's why people say, oh, the death of the, the sitcom. It's not the death of the sitcom. It's because now there's hundreds of channels. So yep. oh, you can't have just some, um, you know, bullshit on that no one can <laughs> sit and watch. It has to be like for it to stand out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on that no one wants to watch. Right, right. 
The, the reason why those were big at the time, it's not because people were loving wings. It was just it happened to be on, and he had nothing else to do, so he had to yeah. watch it. It made you wonder, though, like the other channels, what the hell crap were they showing that, like, like Wings and Major Dad were like the big hits. It's like, do I watch Wings or do I watch She's the Sheriff? There you go. Is that that's what it was up against? So so Wings, I mean, it's not as bad as that, or like, uh, what was it? (laughs) Manimal or something. (laughs) Pop Rock. There you go. That was the show, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What happened to Manimal? That was a real show, wasn't it? <laughs> I think it was. If it wasn't, it should have been. Mm-hmm. Did you so watch that, yeah. any of the Joe Bob Christmas special, man? You're putting me in the spot. I forgot oh, it was I'm on. Sorry. I forgot it was on, so I did not see it. And so I've not got around to it yet, but I definitely will uh, watch it. I had so much fun watching the live Thanksgiving one, but I did not. I do know that they showed, I believe, well, I know it was um, Phantasm, and I think it was Phantasm 1, 3, 4, and, and Ravenger, the fifth one. Because oh, I believe okay. the second one is owned by another. Uh, that figure is. Isn't that always the way? Yeah. I'm glad they showed the fifth one, though. I think that was. In my personal opinion, I think it's the best one since the first one. Yeah. The first one and the fifth one are just so good. You can watch them, like, you know, back to back. You can watch some of the ones in the middle for fun, but mm-hmm. they're not nearly as good. Yeah. I did see Reggie Bannister in, in another movie I was watching the other day. Also, that's what it was. I finally, for years, I, I've seen Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Silent Deadly Night, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Mm-hmm. I love De- Silent Night, Deadly Night. I think yeah, it's first one's great. One of the best uh, Christmas horror movies ever made. Mm-hmm. Great poster. I like everything about. It. I like that it angered people. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like a it was like a troll before trolls were cool. So I like that about. It. I mean, I have an inner troll in me, so I like. That. <laughs> the second one, I enjoy. I don't think it's nearly as good. It has its funny moments. But Is the uh, second one with Mosley? No. Oh, okay. Second one's with Garbage Day. And both both one and two are you can find most places. They're, okay. they're readily available. And, and so uh part two though, the thing is like the first forty five minutes of the movie is a retelling of the first movie. Oh. Yeah. So it's kind of odd. It's kind of funny, <laughs> but if you watch them back to back, it's like my God, I just saw all this stuff. And uh, then, then the kid goes. It's it's about the little brother who's like a baby in the first movie, and somehow he has a memory. Of remember it. He even has a memory of what happened to his brother when his brother was wasn't even around him anymore. But <laughs> it's it's fun. It's got the the famous scene, garbage day. Yep. All right, and he shoots the guy. So anyway, you got that movie. The yeah, other movie, he gets shot in the head. Spoiler alert. So. <laughs> So he's he's what you think is dead. The third movie, so I finally got to see, which I know you've seen before, yeah. is the one with Bill Mosley. And since he plays that same character, now his brain's exposed and like <laughs> he's got like a glass, you know, jar on his head. He's almost like like an old school brainiac. Yeah, yep. But yet he's like Frankenstein. He just kind of wanders around, around. And it basically has nothing to do with Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I don't think anything. 
No. It's, it's pretty poor movie. I like seeing Bill Mosley. Oh yeah. But it's yep. it's not it's not a good film. Robert right. Culp's in it though. He's that's pretty cool. Oh he is? Yeah. Jeez, I don't even remember him in it now. Yeah, and then I think they ran out of money to pay him, so then like for, <laughs> then he left just, the movie halfway through. Yeah, like the one guy just drives he like they get off somewhere to do something, he just drives away and he's like, You asshole and then like, well, then you never see him again. I'm just like, well, I guess they, you know, could pay because that's not a cheap guy to pay. I think. <laughs> no, I wouldn't think because like that was probably greatest American hero time. <laughs> right. So, so, so we had that movie. It's not. It's not very good. It's it's honestly pretty awful. Yeah. And then so so then I'm watching the fourth movie and it's about witches and has absolutely nothing to do <laughs> with the Christmas. Yeah, it's insane. It's just like just crazy. It does have some good gross out scenes, which oh, I yeah. like. And and of course it's got um Clint Howard. Yep, yep. Which is really the only reason to watch that one. Yeah, Clint Howard's awesome and there's some really gross stuff with Clint Howard. He's like puking out like gloop and glop and Overall, it's terrible, but yes. it has a couple things, and it's got nothing again, nothing to do with Christmas. And so, but I, I did watch. I was wondering, do you think uh, former uh, Jittery John Howard? Do you think he's related to Clint? I think so. They kind of have might a might be Uncle Clint right there. Yeah, I could see it. Maybe if yeah. we remake, what did the, what do they ever remake sequels and not the first movie? Like, could they just let? Hey, let's remake. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Four. Oh, that'd be awesome. Hmm. Well, you you have those that like forget that you know two and three came and went and yeah. So why not? Yeah. It's true. Then they do that twice sometimes. Oh so, yeah, I think I think it's time. You think when they do H six O Halloween sixty years after <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis is going to say this is the one I did because I really liked it. All those others were just for the money. Yeah, I think so. That's what she said about this last one. And then I watch it. I'm like, well, this movie's way worse than H two O. Really talk about? It. I know. And she like, ah, nah, that movie. Don't get me started on that movie. All right. So so then the. the so at this point in time, I'm like, God, do I even want to watch a fifth one of these? <laughs> yeah, I'll just give up. I'm like, well, I think I have to watch it. Yeah, and... you got that far. You have to keep going. Yeah, you got to finish it. And who knows how long they, they, they were They were on Stars on Demand. Who knows? Maybe right after Christmas, they'd be like, get, got to get these out of here. Strike, strike them off the site. <laughs> yep. So I go, oh, God damn it. I guess I'll watch this fifth one. And holy shit, was I surprised. This was a glorious movie. No Silent way. Night, Deadly Night 5. Oh, I loved it. Oh, my God. See, I missed that one. I have not seen that. Oh, it is so good. It's got Mickey Rooney. No. It was like this uh, this weird uh, toy maker, killer Santa dude. And he's just, he's awesome. Oh, my God. He's so good. The whole cat, the whole movie. Oh, it's so fucking weird. It's also as Clint Howard in it. But he How the hell did they toy. get Mickey Rooney in that movie? I don't know. <laughs> and it's got Clint Howard again. And uh, it's got a bunch of people from previous ones play all playing different characters. <laughs> That's pretty great, too. <laughs> yeah. 
And so, can I ruin the movie for you? Oh, you can, you can. Uh, Even if I do watch it, like I don't think you'd have to worry about ruining it. Yeah. So, uh, so Mickey Rooney has has a son, and he's making. So the the whole point of the movie, he makes these toys, and like they kill people. Nice. They're all like you know some. There's like um, there's like a larva. It's like Lizzie the larva or something, and he like kills a dude in a car and. There's like this weird Santa thing that grabs the guy's head. And so he's killing all these people with these toys. And then his son's like a real asshole. And he like sneaks <laughs> into, the, into the houses. Even more of an asshole than like killing people with toys. Right. Well, you see the thing you find out then he unmasks and it's not Mickey. It's not Mickey Rooney doing this. It's this. It's his son under under a Mickey Rooney mask. Uh-huh. No, you're kidding me. And then you find out that that his son is not even a real boy. He's 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 like he's Pinocchio basically. He's a he's a he's a toy that the toy maker made because his real son died. Are you sure you weren't <laughs> watching like a Scooby Doo or something? That's a real movie. And then to make it even weirder, so he's a mannequin. He takes off his pants and he's like a Ken doll. So he's got no penis or anything. <laughs> and so, oh, hi. So this. Hey Craig, just wait a minute. I got, I'm finishing this, and so then, mm-hmm. so, so so then the the bit the, the doll who's like he's just getting he's looking to be loved. Wants to be part of the family. Okay. And so he's so he's like he's in love with this woman. He wants to kill her son to be and be her 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 new son. Oh. And okay. There's a point. So he's got no. He's got his pants off and stuff. So he's he's got nothing there though. <laughs> okay. So, so he's grabbing the mom and he's like. You're my mom now. Love me. And he's like, and then he's like simulating raping her. He's like got her legs open, and he's like, he's like rocking back and forth. But he's got nothing there. And I'm like, this is like the most bizarre movie I've ever seen. It's like really perverted and weird. But yet he's a Ken doll, so he can't actually like uh, penetrate his would be mom. Wow, very weird. So I, I nasty Neil approves. All right, a big I'm- thumbs up. The Silent Night, Deadly Night Five, the Toy Maker. With now I'm gonna have to find this movie. Special effects by Screaming Mad George. Nice. Um, and speaking of effects, we have a friend here on the line, Craig Lindbergh. Welcome. Hi guys. Hi, How you doing, Craig? I'm okay. Uh, to be frank, I just came home from my own personal hernia surgery. No, oh, no. A couple hours ago. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's good. It's... All right. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It needed to be done. Yep. Yeah, how you guys doing? Good. How yeah, was your Christmas? Thanks. Christmas was pretty good. It was slow. My sister came over. I uh, introduced her to the uh, PlayStation 4 VR, which she never did before. Mm. And she had a blast with it. Now they want one. Yeah. Hey, Troy, how are you? I'm real good, thanks. Awesome. So Santa awesome. was good I'm not interrupting anything, guys. Oh, no, we were just going over some movies and just craziness. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. our typical thing. Right. It was okay. cool to see Craig in, uh, in Buffalo. We had a good time. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, it was great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was very fun. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so you guys talking. You know what I just saw? I finally saw The Terrifier. Oh, okay. Love that movie so I much. I liked it. I really liked it. I yeah. really liked it. To me, it was you know, like an 80s supposed... slasher movie that mm-hmm. didn't 
didn't have anyone to like uh, edit it, you know, to censor it. Right. Yeah, I could right. See that. I mean, it, I mean, I thought it was really cool in a lot of ways to actually see because I actually listened to some of the interview uh, this morning uh, driving in, and uh, was it Damien? Is that his name? Right, the director yeah. and the writer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. He was talking about too that they didn't cut away from the violence, and you kind of saw it, which is. I thought it was actually really, in some ways, you know, it's, it's like the homage to like the old Friday the 13th when they first came out where mm-hmm. you saw the axe in the head and you just didn't cut away. You saw the girl drop off the off the screen with the axe in her head so you were seeing all that stuff. So it's like you really were like not just seeing something happen and turning away. You were like, oh, oh that really just happened, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was cool. And his makeup was awesome in it, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think that's what blew my mind was like all the makeup stuff. Just was just so cool in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised that he did it. I, I, I didn't know that that he had actually did the makeup too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that was yeah, cool. Right. Yeah, and I thought the guy who played Art was was really good too. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he's got like a career. He was actually I was looking him up on IMDb. He was he was just did a little piece in Gotham. Oh no, kidding! Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he played an orderly. You know, I got a lot of time on set where I just, like, you know, Google names and IMDb mm-hmm. people and, you know, and stuff like this. And I saw his name pop up, and he had played an orderly. I'm not sure which episode, but he yeah. popped up. Uh, so he's going to be on Gotham somewhere. Well, that's, well, that's very cool. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, a show I yeah. should probably get back into. I, I kind of lost track of it. Yeah, I really you know, liked never it too. I just <laughs> oh oh yeah, I, I I saw the first season. I really liked it, and then uh, I don't know, just so many shows now. For some reason, I like Troy said, I lost the uh, track of it. And I don't I don't like to watch like the middle of like a fourth season or something. I like to watch the whole thing, you know. Yeah, I guess, but nowadays uh, I guess. you can go back and binge watch it somewhere. Yeah, I, I did some. Uh, I did some work on it. I did. Uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith bald cap when she played oh, Fish yeah. Fish Mahoney, right? Is that her? Yeah, 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 yeah. She was yeah, great. I did a, I did she a, was one of the highlights. I thought. Yeah, I did a bald cap on her, and a guy played the penguin. Kept ripping my bald cap off her head. <laughs> <laughs> Intentionally or by accident? No, it was just purely accidental. Oh, okay. There's a big fight scene, and. Uh-huh. Uh, the way he would grab her, he would always grab her around the neck, and then she would have to pull away to get away from his grip, and he just kept, you know, his hand would slip, and he just grabbed the cap off the side, and it was like I had to constantly repair it. By the uh-huh. end of the night, I, I, it kind of looked like one of the mutants from Total Recall from the original <laughs> one. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. man, can you but, ease back a little bit? <laughs> I know he was so apologetic. He's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Cause you know, he didn't, it wasn't all, it was all accidental, but it's just how it just kept working out. So every time they did that fight, he pulled off again and pulled off again. And I was just like, Oh, this is going to be a long night. You know? <laughs> but she was all, you know, she was another light and she, she had long hair too. Cause her hair went down past her shoulders. So we also had to tuck that into a ball cap like the three days that they, they played and sometimes it worked out pretty good. Sometimes we had a call to the old effects guy and 
say, can you, you can tweak that, right? And you, just, you know, um, but it was, it was awesome. It was awesome, guys. How, how do you feel, Neil? How are you feeling okay? Yeah, I feel very good. I still don't have my uh, surgery scheduled yet, and I have, like, five, mm-hmm. like, pre-op visits, but... Uh, so mm-hmm. I hope uh, I hope to get it uh, over with soon, so then I could uh, not to worry about. But we're talking about horror, right? Not like you know, like a bunch of old men talking about like I have two <laughs> knees, one that's good, and the other one that hurts <laughs> a little. Yeah, right? when I get yeah. my, when my lumbago and uh, when it's really <laughs> humid, <laughs> 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 after, well, after my last surgeries, I actually was uh, for I went to rehab, physical rehab, and it was in a nursing home. And my um, my, uh, <laughs> my the guy shared the room with Fred. He was like ninety three years old. And it was uh, it was a fu- <laughs> well, it wasn't fun at the time, but it's funny to look back. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm like did like the the the. the being the young and the old folks home, did they try chasing you know, the ladies coming after you and their little, the little little rascals and walkers chasing you, looking at the young, young blood running around? Oh, look at that young buck over there. Well, there was a, there was a curtain in the middle of the room that you like. So I didn't, when he was on his side, I usually didn't see him. But so the nurse would come in and I, she'd come in and she go, Fred, why do you have your your pants down by your ankles again? And, and he would go, oh, I'm just so happy to see you. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, that's God. awesome. <laughs> that's, I mean, what are you going to do? He's 90 years old. Yep. Said, I'm going to go. I'm going to go out. Of, I'm going to have a reputation in, in the place. As far as I'm, I, I, I want a plaque to my name saying, you know, the most debauchery caused by somebody, you know. <laughs> then, then his older brother would come visit him. He was like 95 or 96. Wait, wait. Older brother? Yeah, his older brother, <laughs> and he'd come in and he'd always talk. The, the funniest I always remember this is, like, Fred, what do you do with all with all these batteries? Every time I come to see you, I bring you soup and batteries. <laughs> and, I, and I just thought it was very funny that someone would come and bring somebody soup and batteries. It's like, what an odd combination. Soup what did he do with the batteries, Chief? Do you know? Well, every single morning at like four thirty in the morning, he'd wake up and he'd start shaving with his electric shaver. Oh, okay. Up every morning. He was a creature of <laughs> habit, huh? And then he was, and then so, and then in the hallway, he'd meet this other old guy, and they'd compare shaves, like who had like a closer shave. <laughs> That's awesome. That's funny. That's well, that'll awesome. be the three of us one day. We'll be comparing, like you know. uh hernia scars and stuff. You're like, well, yeah, he started out with this little thing, and now I got this big-ass Frankenstein monster scar on my pelvis. And, uh. yeah. so, see, I wonder if it would be like the shaving is all from the neck up and not from, you know, then I compare and, you know, <laughs> you know, shaves down, down south. You never know. You know? <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why he's going through so many batteries. He might be the kid might look like a throwback in those ninety-five well, yeah, hairs. Could probably 90, be bridge cable. <laughs> you just throw your beanbag over your shoulder and shave it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> See, now that I'm fifty, I have a different perspective on these things. And I remember mm. we'd go into the uh, the the um. 
the kitchen. And so there was a, like a communal a refrigerator and you could put your food in there. You just wrote your name on it. And so he'd just open it up and he'd like grab like a drink that someone's name on and <laughs> open it up and, and take a sip. And he's like, oh, this is, and he'd put it back in. And I was like, man, I'm never putting any food in here. But <laughs> it did make me laugh. <laughs> So was your food the only one that was more was was solid? It wasn't strained <laughs> or pureed. Yeah, well, I remember Troy and my mom brought me in some pizza. That was good. Oh, yeah, then people were looking around like, "What the hell's that kid got over there?" Son of a bitch. That kid could chew. <laughs> Can I borrow your teeth, son? <laughs> food was very bad there. I remember one thing they would make? They'd make grilled peanut butter and jelly and i was like who the hell wants to eat that like, wow. oh my really yeah was like, oh, that's that two words bad. i never thought i would ever hear <laughs> put <No>. together <laughs> grilled peanut. it's like it's like and what did they just lie to them and saying like yeah it's cheese it's grilled cheese <laughs> yeah 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 sure um, <laughs> you know really i've never heard of that before in my life. okay i had i'd um, never heard of it either yeah, you know. and it was it was it was weird too because the big meal would be lunch, and then you just have like a little sandwich or something for for dinner time, and then like everyone was supposed to go to bed, but it's like I don't want to go to bed at like seven in the night, <laughs> <laughs> seven in the evening. Mm, that's funny. That's funny. It's like it's like it's really weird when you're a kid. You go to bed like seven, eight o'clock at night. You get older, you know, in the middle, you 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 just start your day at 7 o'clock. And you get older, 7 o'clock is like, shit, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dog goes back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. always does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys are talking about horror movies. and What was that one you yeah. were talking about, about Puppet Master? Oh, no, it was uh, Silent Night, uh, Deadly Night 5. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, okay yeah. Which was uh, something else, but Screaming Mad George did the effects. Do you, do you know him at all? I've heard of him. I've I've heard of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Uh, he did the Giver with Mark Hamill years ago. Oh shit! I remember um, that. The special effects were great in that movie. Mm-hmm. He did that, and he did. I'm going to tell you a little. I used to do many years ago. I used to do this Manhattan cable show called Ten to Offend. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what it sounds like. And uh, there was a music video that the one of the directors worked on Screaming Mad George. I could see if I could find out more information. But Screaming Mad George did a full-on suit. Is it just, it's just the guy pulled his skin off, and you just saw the musculature underneath, and it was a full-on suit, and it was all by Screaming Mad George. And he did all these crazy puppets and stuff like that like uh we're going like the 86 87 he did his whole full-on suit for this guy it's like it was all for a music video and that's when i remember hearing about screaming mad george and he was teaching at a japanese school a japanese makeup school called yoyogi that dick smith used to work uh used to do things at mm-hmm. where he would uh, he would fly to japan once a year uh, and sort of be the guest, uh, you know, like a special guest to promote the school. And and they used Dick Smith's course as their course. So uh, when, when Dick was still alive and I had his course, so 
uh, me, screaming at judge was one of the other teachers uh, there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I've heard of him. I've never met him, but I've heard of him. Yeah, I just well, he hasn't really done anything for Lante. I mean, he's worked on some really big things like Predator, The Abyss, mm-hmm. Big Trouble in Little China, and uh, seems like he pretty much stopped like around 2000, and then he uh, did Beyond Reanimated until three, and then uh, uncredited on This Is the End in 2013, but nothing uh, after that. No, I think he's like a musician they, or something too. Yeah, he was a, he was a musician. I think a lot of what happens is a lot of people because uh, the hours can be long and a bit of a drag. I think a lot of people just sort of they still work, but they might be working in a lab. They might be sculpting things, molding things, painting things, but they don't physically go to the set anymore. Right. You know, right. They don't have to be at set at three o'clock in the morning, but there's. There are a lot of people who are still very active, but they're not, they're not the big, you know, they're, they're not on set. They just sort of build it, you know, do a nine to five or, you know, or something like that. So they can still pursue their, their other loves. Like he's a musician and things like that. There's a few people who just do that. Like, you know, if you look at a bunch of names, a lot of them are not, they're just lab guys, really. They're sculptors, and but they don't, go to set that much that's probably not a bad gig though no it's not i mean in some ways i kind of i kind of prefer it in some yeah. respect because then i can just you know basically work in my jammies you yeah. know yep. Nothing uh, wrong with stay that. home and then send it send all that stuff out to someone else to to do the application because you know because you all get you know you're all getting paid yep. you just don't do in the nutsy hours yeah, I yeah. could see the appeal to that. Mm-hmm. Believe me, when I get to that point, when I retire, I'm going to be like, eh, I'm just going to make boo-boos, and you guys can put the boo-boos on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just pass it on yeah. to the next dude. You know, you know, plus I get to see the TV shows and the movies that I've been, I can't see because I'm working. Oh, yeah. Long. I mean, that's why it's so the terrifier, because you know, you guys were talking about it. The Internet was talking about it. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, let me go check this out. And the guy's a local kid, too. He's a New York kid, it sounds like, because I heard him talk about Jersey, Staten mm-hmm. Island. And when yeah. I heard his accent, I was like, oh, yeah, he's a New York guy. <laughs> yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I was like, you know, so, and, and, and it was really cool because I saw the, the behind the scenes of him putting him through the works. And he said, no, he's got an iconic character now. It's, someday has a tattoo of art to climb on him somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it because I'm Facebook friends with him, and he's there's like several people with tattoos and the shirts. And, That's and, a great looking you know, character. Yeah, and because it he was, the, I never saw the first movie because it's there was um, it's not really a sequel, but there was one before that um, with Art the Clown, and a different guy played the Art the Clown, and I guess he didn't want to do it for Terrifier, which. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, didn't he say uh, that there was something about he was. Yeah, he, he got out of he got out of acting a little bit, right? That's what he said, right? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what yeah. was the other one? Was it a short, maybe? I think it might have been an anthology. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Hollows Hollows Eve, and I think uh, yeah, I think I, so, yeah. I haven't seen it so, but I do think that Art was just a character in like one of the the stories. I think I'm not positive though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you see it? Because I wonder if Art looked. Then, like the way he does now, 
You, or, uh, you know. I, I just see the the picture on the uh, on IMDb, and he does look similar. I mean, he looks pretty much the mm-hmm. same. But you know, I don't mm-hmm. know how the because he could, not only did he look cool, but the guy playing him did such a good job in, in the Terrifiers. But uh, maybe this guy did too. I'm not sure. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. all his mannerisms and, and, was, and he's pretty thin and stuff, I think adds to it. You know, there was one thing I remember he was talking, Damien was talking about that he took the body cast of that woman and uh, he was talking about a material that you put on the, the, the person's skin. And I think what he was talking about, it was a product called hyperfolic. Um, there, there's a, there's a skin safe silicone called body double, which is what you use in order to take a silicone cast. But the original body doubles didn't come out with this, did not have a, this product called hyperfolic. And what it does is body double will, will bond to hair. So the body sort of gets stuck to the body hair. So you need to put this hyperfolic into it. So that's what he was talking about. Oh. He's talking about a product called hyperfolic. Um, they do make another body double called silk that has hyperfolic in it. So, you know, because you get a lot of kids who go, oh, yeah, I'm going to go try that. And I'm going to do that. And the next thing you know, it, they don't, you know what I mean? Like a little a little knowledge can be a dangerous thing. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Um, you don't so want stuff stuck to your hair all over the place. It's probably a good thing to know. Oh, man. I'll I tell you. I'll tell you. If, if you guys don't mind, uh, you know, letting old, old man talk about his war stories here for a minute. Oh, we love that. Yeah. Um, but it was, a, it was a buddy of mine named Tom Denier and I, and we did a movie called uh, Blood Ties uh, that had uh, Zoe Saldana was in it. Um, who was uh, who else was in it? Oh, what's his name? Colin. Oh, I just see his name. He does. Oh, damn, I can't believe his Irish actor. Um, oh, does Colin too. Farrell? Yeah, yeah. No, no, not Colin Farrell. The other one. There's another guy. Oh. Not as... He's another guy. I mean, now, of course, if you look up Blood Ties, if you guys can scroll it on IMDb, you'll see a movie called Blood Ties. Uh, anyway, so the director wanted to do a homage to Taxi Driver. And remember in the movie, at the end of the movie, Taxi Driver, you know, De Niro comes in and takes a shot at the, the guy that runs the hotel and shoots mm-hmm. his fingers off. Yeah. Great so, so the director, uh, Gray, uh, I forget his name, something Gray was the director's name. And, uh, no, was oh my God, I think, oh my God, no, uh, sorry, I'm messing my movies up. Oh my God, forget that. I, well, that I see, uh, I see he was one of the writers, James Gray. The director was uh, Guillaume Canet. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, James Gray, I did another movie with James Gray. But yeah. there was... Um, so anyway, so they did this homage, and the guy wanted to come in, and they wanted to shoot this guy's fingers off. So we wanted to run a test. So my friend decides, my friend Tom and I says, well, let's go to, let's do the test, and so we'll cast my arms up. So he ran out of hyperfolic, and I got, you know, my arms are hairy. You know, they're not going to throw back hairy, but they're hairy. <laughs> um, so we put it on, and... It was just enough to create a slip, but not enough to sort of release the grip, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So as he's pulling it off, I, you know, you know the old movies where they say, 
get the guy, you know, the, you know, the, like an old uh, Civil War movie, get the guy drunk and tell him to bite a bullet. We're going to cut his hands <laughs> off. It was like that. Oh, no. So, so I'm like, what liquor do you have in the house? Do you have any liquor in the house? And he goes, yeah. I said, these two small bottles of Chardonnay. I said, bring them down here. And I downed them as if I was doing shots. And I said, okay, go. Go to town. And he slowly, imagine grabbing your hair on your arms and slowly pulling on them. Ow. And that's what it was. And he had, a, and he had an industrial compressor, you know, with the big tank. Yep. And he's blowing the air up inside this thing in order to pull the hair away. And I'm sitting there like, I'm, I'm like, you know, like, you know, you know, I'm, I'm jumping up and down in, 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 uh, in, in, in one spot, like as if I had a pee for 20 years. Going, oh, God, oh, my God. Oh, slowly he pulls it off and slowly he pulls it off. And finally, finally, it, it, it comes off. But it was so, so much fun in that respect that it, I can laugh at it now. Yeah, but what was kind of interesting about it is that when he casted the arms in silicone right out of that mold, some of my hair transferred back into the silicone, so we kind of already had semi-punched the arms with the hair oh, into it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I was like, hey, look, man, your hair's in it, so we don't have to punch as much hair into it. I was like, oh, okay, thank you, as the tears running down my face. Yeah, like, okay, that's a, good. a great silver lining on that one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, so what's, what's, what else is going on with you guys? I, I, you know, I hear you're going to go down to uh, North Carolina. Yeah, I feel like I'm stalking you, right? You're going to North Carolina <laughs> for something, right? Yeah, uh, but yeah, hopefully I'll be recovered by then. I was, I would think so. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Mad Monster Party, Charlotte, which, uh, we usually yeah. go to. Troy went along with us last year. Yeah, it was a lot of fun last um, year. I had a really good time. Yeah. I've never Our heard of that. First in well, years. Oh, okay. But you used to go to a lot of ones. Did you ever go to, like, um, like Chiller or any of those types here? I never, I never went to Chiller, uh, but I always heard good things about Chiller. Yeah, I always Chiller. heard good things. Yeah. Um, but we had Ben Chapman on, we had Ben Chapman, um, from Creature from the Black Lagoon on back in the day. And, uh, I think he was a regular at Chiller and Conrad Brooks. Was mm-hmm. there on. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think, they you know, a lot of good things about, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of, you know, those older guys, you know, aren't, they're no longer right. with us. I, I don't know how the, this, right. how, how it looks like now. I mean, did you ever see, um, did you ever see that documentary, the 60 years of the Gill man? Oh yeah, that's yeah. really good. That's a great yeah. documentary. It's a great documentary. Yeah, I used to go to Chiller um, kind of frequently. I haven't done it in a while because it's a very, it's more of a of an of a, an autograph show now than yeah. it used to be. Um, but that's where I have my old um, my old Dawn of the Dead game by SBI. Oh, nice! Uh, it was a game. It was an old. Uh, it was an old game company. That used to do. Um, uh, they used to have like the creature nature Boygan. Um, I used to work in a store in the city called the Complete Strategist. Oh yeah, uh, Complete Strategist. Yeah, That's a great place. Yeah. yeah, we used to go yeah, to the one in Boston all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one in Manhattan still exists on Thirty Third Street. Nice. And I used to work there years ago, and I used to buy a lot of uh, a lot of games from them. 
And um, and uh, so I got the Dawn of the Dead game. So I would take it to the conventions. I got like Tom Savini's autograph. I got oh, George Romero's autograph. Um, and then, of course, you find the guys that were like in one scene, like the machete <laughs> zombie or right. the chopper zombie. <laughs> and you kind of go past and yeah. say... <laughs> And, and they see the box and they say, hey, come over here. Oh, I'm it for you. And you go, oh, 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 okay. And they say, no, okay, 20 bucks. I was like, oh, oh no. no. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, like, do you have a photo of you really in the movie? Do I know you, the Harry Krishna zombie? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, that was always but, my plan. Uh, yeah. I was going to tell people that, that I was like the baby and it's alive. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, that okay. was me. I know you joke, but I do know there's, I don't want to say his name, but I do know somebody who claims he was in, I think, Day of the Dead, or maybe it was Dawn of the Dead, and a lot of people say it's not true. So, <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I was like working no, years no ago with Tassel Steve Rackus. Mm-hmm. You know, Tassel Steve Rackus. That Tasso was Savini's right-hand man for, for a little while. Mm-hmm. And he was in a bunch of movies. He was in Dawn of the Dead. He was a stunt guy, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, well, everyone from Pittsburgh would come out. It's like, it's like, you know, if you ever, you know, get a chance to go for a day down to, down to the Walking Dead set, a lot of the people, a lot of the background people are just locals. Oh, and they, they just get made up. Yeah, they're all just locals. Yeah. Yeah, they're just like local people that, you know, maybe they're college kids, you know, or something like that, because they had to, they had five levels of zombies. You know, they had the guys that were up front and they wore the makeup and they usually had routine guys that, that come back all the time and come back all the time because they have a thin frame or they know how to do it. And then the next level may be guys without prosthetics, but with like just makeup. And then they had the people that might just have their hair made up a little bit of makeup and then you have the people in the back they got nothing and they're when they literally have five levels of zombies because oh. you know that's a way to make it to get those mass crowds but a lot of people were locals and they were great i mean a lot of times they would they would work in the rain um the rain would come because they live down there so rain is like oh it's just an ordinary day you know mm-hmm. um but uh but you know a lot of them you know because i used, i did one time i did the the walking dead escape which was like, um, like, you know, you know, capture the flag kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So they had this thing called the walking dead escape. And what you would, what they do is people would pay money. They could either be a zombie or a human. And if you were human, you sort of ran a gauntlet, you know, you ran like an obstacle course, but the obstacle course included obstacles and people dressed up as zombies. And you had like little belt, like little, um, like cloths that are, that were kind of hooked up to your belt and the people who played the zombies, their, their job was to attempt to pull those, those cloths off your, off your belt. Nice. Um, and it was the, like flying and football paid, in a way then. Right. Exactly. It, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but it was, uh, it was, uh, it was like, a, it was like a race. It was like, oh. um, it was like a, like a, like a relay race kind of thing. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, like a marathon, marathon, yeah. Uh, and some of them were like 5K, some were 10K, and the easy you had a lot of times they were indoors. Like we did one in the Philadelphia Flyers, 
um, stadium wow. one night there. And these people would come in, they pay money, and a lot of the guys from from the makeup department on The Walking Dead, either they worked on the show or they worked in the shop, and they would bring them out and they would make the guys up who wanted to be the zombies, and they would mm-hmm. make them up if they paid the big price. So yeah, so so you know they, they you know they they branched that into anything they could possibly <laughs> do, um, you know, to squeeze out a little bit more money on this thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, but it was yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that would did be you, pretty, pretty cool. I would like that. Did, did you ever that play the Dawn of the Dead game, or did, did you just keep it to get oh, signed? Yeah. Uh, was it no, like? I, I was bought fun? the game. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. What, what's cool about it is um, it was the only one of the ones where you punch out the cards, like you punch mm-hmm. out the, you know, like the little cardboard stickers, and oh, you, yeah. you would play, you would play the four, the four human characters, and somebody would play the zombie. And what you would do is you would write, um, you would have zombies all about the board. And it was, it was done up on a, on a paper board. I still have the thing. And, mm-hmm. um, and you would set up the board and it was all paper. And then you would set up zombies all about the, all about the map. And it was, and it was a map of the mall. And, um, and what you would do is as the people would play, like the humans had a certain goal to do. And as a zombie, your, your goal was to kill one or two person and infect one more. So you would have to kill two humans and just infect one other one. And then the zombie player would win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you had, but the one best part of it is you had a five hidden zombies. So oh, the nice. zombie player would write down, because all the, all the, the boxes were numbered. So you would put down, oh, 501, if someone crosses 501, boom, a zombie's going to pop out. And then you play the zombie game. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was fun. It was a, it, I used to play with my friends, you know, this is predates video games and stuff mm-hmm. like oh, that. Yeah. So, yeah, Troy and I played so, all board games and role-playing games yeah. and stuff back then. Was that like mm-hmm. a Peter Jackson game or one of those? Which one? Was yeah. it a Peter Jackson game? It's kind of like Peter Jackson's, but it was a company called was called SPI, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, and but it's like the Peter Jackson type games or the Avalon Hill type games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't a war simulator. It was it was like like they had license. They did goofy games. Like I think they also did Paranoia, a game called Paranoia, which was a science fiction, um, sci-fi, um, RPG. You know, like the police strategist sold all these things. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if you ever go to the Manhattan location, you can probably find old monster, the old monster manual or the old modules. Oh, yeah. Up, probably buried deep in the barrels of, barrels of the store. <laughs> they threw nothing away. Nothing away. You know. Um, but, yeah, you know, because I used to do that, too. I used to play D&D with my friends. You know, we would drink, we'd take a little libation. I won't get as drunk as I did the last time, you um, <laughs> But, you know, but we would play D&D. We'd play D&D, like, almost every week, every weekend. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up, we yeah. grew up playing D&D all the time, too. Uh, uh, Rose Loren here in the, on the Facebook group, she says she's a fan growing out right now. Oh my God! Explaining the game is killing me. She wants the, the she wants the game. She wants the play. <laughs> oh, the the Dawn of the Dead game. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, it sounds oh. pretty badass. I, I might have to look. Uh, that might be an eBay trip. Checking for that. One. It might be. Yeah, you might find it on it eBay. Yeah, it might be a collector's item now since it's on the dead. I'm not sure. Well, let's cover it. See, you know, you know what's the weird thing about it is someone would probably say you ruined it by having it autographed. It's like a baseball. <laughs> oh, card. yeah. Right, right. Uh, exactly. You know, some people say, oh, you had it signed, so now it's not worth anything. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't care. I wasn't, it wasn't for that. I, I bought the game not to keep it. I bought the game because I played the crap out of it. Right, yeah. right. Uh, I see you it know, here. I still own uh, it. Someone has one selling it for $135. Oh, that's more than I wanted to hear. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a, you know, it's, that's the one thing about when I worked in that store, when everything kind of came in, I, I mean, I, I might still have some of my stuff. I mean, the one regret that I have, and I'm so sorry I did it, is I was dating a girl that was a Star Trek fan, the original series, mm-hmm. and I would buy her every single thing that FASA made. You know, uh, Fassa made the Star Trek role playing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Years ago. And I bought her everything. 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 And I bought it for her. You know, because, you know, you know, you, know, you got to pay for that stuff once in a while. <laughs> okay. and, um, and then she opted, and I was like, oh, and I never got, I never, never had oh. it. So all of it was done. And I'm like, man, I wish, I wish I just took that back. Because yeah. now that's another thing that's a collectible. <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I still have my D and D stuff. I still have my original, original, uh, D and D books, the original, original one with guy did. Oh yeah. You know, it wasn't, uh, yeah, I still have all that stuff. I still have some of my player characters still on it, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you know, next yeah. time I mean, you know, maybe I'll take a picture of it and post it on, on, uh, on your Facebook page. It's on the dead. Yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'd love to see mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, for for a newer game, Jason got me uh, for Christmas last year, and I think he got Troy one this year. Is uh, the Thing board game, and it's re- it's really fun. It's you know John Carpenter's a Thing board game, oh, and wow, so you're really? the character. Yeah, so you're the characters, and you need like a lot of people to play. And then like you know, uh, one person secret secretly the Thing, so he's really trying to kill everybody, and you don't nice. really know. And so like. Uh, and so the rest of the players can like decide like when you get like the flamethrower if you want to kill one of the people he thinks the thing ah. and it's a, it's really oh, fun because awesome. yeah when we that played awesome. uh, we played in Texas was the first time and so like we all agreed to or no it was Kentucky I think and we all or maybe it was Texas but either way we all agreed to kill um, Jason's friend's girlfriend because we all thought she was the thing and so we burned her alive with, with the with the flamethrower and then it turned out she was just a human. Oh God, that's horrible! <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. I can't funny. wait and to like, play it now. Like this, yeah, this game's crazy. Like you just like killing the same people. Get this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really fun. This. Yeah, that's fun. It's really good like game. Fun. Yeah, I don't know if I see that would kind of make a good video is. game, wouldn't it? In some way. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that's fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 I was a big collector. I, I held on to so many things you know, growing up that, that didn't get busted up because when I lived in, I used to live in Flushing Queens and, you know, I, you know, I had a sister and parents and I had to sleep in my parents' room until I was 16 years old. So, um, so I literally had one corner of the room until we moved to another neighborhood where I finally had my own room, which I could buy stuff and I bought stuff like crazy. I mean, I still have 
like I still have the small head hand solo, you know, oh, when nice. I first brought out the Star Wars, I still have those guys, but I didn't keep them in the package because I'm, I'm, I'm running around the house going pew, 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 you know, <laughs> right. you, know, yeah. you know, suck on this Vader, you know, pew, pew, <laughs> you know, yeah, none of our toys um, stayed in the packages either. We all, you know, yeah. all the old Mego figures and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. All my G.I. Joe's, the big 12 inch G.I. Joe's, they're all, all gone. I got to say, gone. though, Neil you was know. always like, he was always good with toys. Like, uh, all my old toys, like, he took really good care of. Mm. And I played with him. Yeah. See, my mate, were... I made the mistake of giving some to my kids, and I was like, okay, so much for that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, "Oh well, some of them I'm gonna keep. I'm never gonna touch those guys, you know, because this this is gonna get you through college, kids. So don't don't mess with that, you know." Mm-hmm. Um, oh shit, I'm going back to you know again. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> so you are you working on anything currently? Well, I guess you're you're off for a little while, recovering from the surgery. Well, what we do is usually around Christmas time, there's a two week hiatus oh, till okay. the beginning of the year. It's, it's like, unless you do the news, it, it's kind of, it's just a kind of thing that happens. I was, I was, uh, you know, I went back, back to the show power. So finished that up till the beginning, uh, I think, uh, towards the end of January of next year. And then I'm going to go back to the deuce. Oh, nice. Um, uh-huh. and I'll finish that up. Because it's the last seasons of both shows, and oh, it's it all going out with bang. Oh, yeah, wow. it's, it's it's going out with a bang. It's all going okay. out with a bang. I really you got know? into the Deuce. I really like that show. It done. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I and I, you know, I had no idea, but they were all based on real people, which I was I didn't know. Yeah. So, and I know we talked about it when we did that interview in September, but yeah, I had no idea. So when the department head Stephen Lawrence was like the guys have to kind of look like this and the girls have to kind of look like this. We were just, I was just thinking that, oh, he's just based upon the time period. But now right. we were like, this person has to look like this person. But I didn't know that until we met a woman who, who the series is actually based upon because she was a documentarian for it. Oh. You know? You know why. She took all the pictures, you know, and she showed all the pictures of the original people. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I could kind of see that guy. The <laughs> like James Franco character is really a twin. They really are twins. Oh, no kidding. So I was like, That's yeah, awesome. they really were twins. And I said, oh, yeah, he looks like him. He's got the stash, the hairstyle, <laughs> the sideburns. So they're all really based on people. Yeah, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what are you doing? What are you guys doing? Nah, just talking about stuff. We had uh, the amazing Kreskin on earlier. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I oh, God, I used to remember watching it. My mother used to watch it. Like, <laughs> she, used to, she used to show. He used to come on. Like, he used to have that prediction show. And he used to uh, bend a spoon and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember when you, I posted, I said, my mom used to watch amazing Kreskin all the time. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. You know, he, he didn't had, t- they're making a, they're making an amazing Kreskin movie, so that'll be fun. And he's got really? a book coming out. Yeah. No kidding. Mm-hmm. What is old is new again, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah it was kind of, he's, it's funny. I just like, he was on Fox News last week, and now he's on Without Your Head. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. Well, I uh, definitely step up. That's what I that's what I said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, it's it's like um, it's like all these old shows. Aren't they redoing you know two one zero? They're rebooting that show too. Are they? You know, yeah. Beverly Hills. I heard. Yeah. I never yeah, watched no, it. That's so, so funny. Uh, that's that's funny. All you guys just kind of went, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I never actually watched an episode of it, but it definitely didn't interest me. So I can't say I'd be interested in a new one. No, I never. I never watch any of that kind of stuff. I mean, I was, you know, I was like watching all the, you know, to me it was Galactica or oh, yeah. Simpsons yeah. or any of those kind of stuff. I mean, that's what I. That was, you know, that was me. I was a sci-fi kid, actually. My uh, second cousin, he was in, he was, he was deployed in Afghanistan and we just got together yesterday after about maybe not seeing him for like five years. And, you know, he's a model maker. He makes oh, no model kits. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's, but, but he does military figure, military ones. And he's like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm doing all the dioramas and I'm giving it to my friends as they retire. And so we, we had a big geek nerd talk about <laughs> weathering and, and dioramas. Oh, that's the best. Like yeah, and he used to do him and his because they're they're the three brothers. So him and his the second brother, they used to play Warhammer all the time. So I was like the cool uncle because I understood <laughs> what they were talking about. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they go, Oh yeah, look at this. And I said, Oh yeah, that's the that's the guy from Warhammer, and their eyes would light up. We're like, oh, my God, someone knows Warhammer. <laughs> you you want to know a little bit of trivia? You know who used to play Warhammer too? Robin the... Williams used to play Warhammer. Oh, really? No way. Yeah, I remember. That's badass. I remember, I mean, I don't know if he did it when he was much older, but I remember this was my, my, my first sort of nerd, like, geek celebrity sighting when I used to work at the Complete Strategist. I used to work the register. Guy comes mm-hmm. up, buys a bunch of Warhammer stuff, and I look up, and it's Robin Williams. And he had just done Popeye, but I knew him from Mork and Mindy. So I'm like, oh, my God, it's Robin Williams. Oh, crap. And like, he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's a friendly guy. He goes, I go, you play Warhammer? And he goes, yeah, I do. I play it a lot. You know? And he goes, do you play it? I said, no, I don't. He goes, oh, okay. Um, we talked a little about makeup because that's when I started getting into makeup. A little bit, but he played Warhammer. Oh, that's pretty awesome. I would have guessed. That's awesome. Yeah, I know Vin Diesel yeah. was a, is a big D and D fan because he was on. Uh, um, I think like I think that's he even has like a tattoo of like a D and D character, and I think his character in um, uh, he, was it what was that oh, movie that was kind of his first. Yeah, that was like based off like a, a role playing. Yeah, it was based off a role playing character that he had. Pretty cool. Oh shit, that's awesome! Isn't that yeah. kind of cool? You get these guys, and they're like these, and you go, "Oh yeah!" Like I was, um, I was working with some director, and he starts talking, and he goes like, "And, you, and your eyes light up." You go, "Oh my god, you did that too!" <laughs> yeah. Holy cow! Yeah. You know, um, and they're just they're just about a nerd, just like anyone else. Oh, right. You know, they all yep. watched that shit when they were young. It's like, oh, yeah, I used to watch Star Trek all the time. What do you think makes <laughs> me want to get into Star Trek and make movies now? Like, J.J. Abrams was like that. Mm-hmm. You know, they all these, these guys are just into it, just like all of us, you know? Yeah, yeah. And they all think, oh, you, you'll never go anywhere with that, watching that shit. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to play sports, and, and in four years my knees are going to be shot, and I'm not going to be able to do anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sit behind and play computer, and I'll be all right, right? 
and I'll write mm-hmm. stuff. That'll be great. Yeah. When when yeah. Kreskin was on, it was cool because originally it was supposed to be uh, they wanted him to come on and give his predictions for 2019, which I thought would be fun. But he came on and just started talking about his favorite uh, horror movies, like growing, like loving Psycho and seeing Psycho when it first came out. And Janet Leigh, it was such a shock in the theater when Janet Lee got killed and talked about Hitchcock and uh, the original Bela Lugo- uh, Dracula with Bela Lugosi. And I was like, man, this guy's pretty cool. He's just, you know, a big horror movie fan. You know, it's funny. You know what I just watched recently? You talk about predictions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like I said, my mom uh-huh. used to watch Kreskin all the time and, you know, watch him do all that stuff because she was into that stuff. My mother was a big, as I said, she was a horror movie, but she used to like true ghost stories. Mm-hmm. And, like, we went to the Amityville, Amityville house when it first appeared in the newspaper, local oh, newspapers. Nice. We actually were in that house. Yeah. The Amityville Horror House. Um, but, oh, my God. Take me back. I, t- I totally forgot what I was going to talk about. <laughs> um, uh, I forget now. It's uh, something about your mom. Right. So- she she liked all the prediction shows and ghost shows. And she stuff. liked the predi- prediction shows. And oh man, I'm, look at that. Maybe I need a drink. Maybe I would have remembered. <laughs> um, but no, she was like, a, yeah, no. So she, she liked all the prediction shows. No, she liked ghost stories. My mom was mm-hmm. a she loved ghost stories. Like she would go to like, she go, oh, we're going to this house because the house was supposedly haunted mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, she was like big into that. Now I, that's what I do, and my and my kids freak out because I'm into it. And they're like, "What does Daddy like? <laughs> Scary stuff." <laughs> and I'm like, "Because I do." <laughs> yeah. So yeah. they're not quite into it yet. No, the well, the one well, the one is 16, the other one's 11. Oh, so he's okay. still a little he's still a little um, sensitive to some images and things like that. Yep. You know, and stuff that happens. But, uh, but yeah, you know, but, uh, but no, that's what it was. You know, you find out some of these directors and actors and you start talking to them and they're like, yeah, we all listen to the same music. We all watch sort of the same movies, you know, we all got influence them. And, you know, it's, it's like certain people, you know, you kind of go, oh, those are nerds that did good. You know what I mean? They, they <laughs> yeah. prove that nerds don't sit in their basement till they're 40 years old. And play video games. True, yes, maybe some, <laughs> but some of them go out and have a real, real career. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like so you said, nerd it's, it's, made it's like Seth Green. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all they're all these kind of geeky, nerdy kids, and they're like, well, now they got shows and they got names and they're <laughs> driving uh, Lamborghinis and Maseratis and they got you know they're that's a supermodel on each arm, you know. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> my, my wife just walked by me and waved at me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. well. So what's what's? Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Whoa. No, what were you gonna say? No, no, no. I, uh, you were gonna say something. It sounds like you were gonna tip your hat and say goodnight. So. I, well, I was. I was just thank you for calling in and let you know you're always welcome to call in any week. Thank you, thank you. Just sometimes I do, but I'm always, I'm always either working on a Thursday, and I'm like, I want to call in, but I'm working, and I, I, I it's, it's a blessing and a curse, they say. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's cool. Have, have, have you guys seen the show Happy yet on Netflix? I love Happy. That, that's just a yeah. I worked on Happy. Oh, did you? I worked. I worked 
I did. I, yeah, if you look, you, you'll probably find my name on the credits. If they okay, I will. Off. But then again, it's hard to see the credits because they always make it tiny. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that annoys I me, that. I must say. Yeah. Or they Even just jump love- right to the next episode. They're like, wait a second, right, I wanted right, to right. see who this yeah. guy was. They do that on TV too a lot now. They'll they'll even speed it up yeah. so it goes by like right. instantly. It's like, well, what the hell? I can't see any. You know, I even like to listen to music and stuff uh, on the. You know, sometimes yeah, it's like a movie you like, and off. you just kind of sit back and listen to the music and and watch the credits. I like reading the credits, you know. Yep. Yeah, it seems very rude too. It seems disrespectful. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's a slap in the face. I consider yep. it a slap in the face of all the people that worked so many hours to bring that show to the TV, you know, to bring it in. And then you just kind of go, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know those, yeah. those are guys at the bottom of the, of the Titanic and, you know, and that, you know, they're the steerage kind of shit. And this really pisses me off. It really, really does. But no, I, I did the first season, you know, the department head was kind enough to let me work on Chris, Chris Malone, uh, Maloney. Uh, mm-hmm. So I did a lot of his makeup for that first season. I didn't do season two. But I, I did do season one. And I did a lot of his makeups, and he's a, he's an awesome. He's, he's he's kind of a wacky dude, but in a good a good wacky dude. It's but a, but they're yeah. also nerd kids. They're also nerd guys that that done good. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes me happy yeah. to hear that because I always yeah. hoped that awesome. about him that he'd be a cool <laughs> guy. Because I liked him since yeah, I saw I mean, him in Oz. You know? Yeah, I was a big I fan mean, of him in Oz. Yeah, yeah, I know. I saw him. The funny thing, he goes, he goes, hold on a second, and I'm in his trailer. And there's a scene where I'm putting bruises. He goes, hold on, hold on a second, hold on. And he drops trout. He goes, take a picture of that and show it to the to, to the girl. And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, it's good. he never did. But it was just funny. He just goofed around like that, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he was, yeah, he's, he was he's super nice and super cool. But I just wanted to say that, promote Happy Season 1, take a look oh, at God. it. I definitely know. Mm-hmm. You'd like it. I know. I yeah, I actually watched episode oh, one. Did. Okay. Yeah, it was on Netflix. Yeah, I, it was very cool, and yeah, I think yeah. it's a show I'm gonna like. This is you know comedic, mm-hmm. but it's very dark, and I'm you know I got a dark sense of humor and stuff. So yeah. Like, <laughs> so you like pushing old ladies down the stairs when you sort of like uh, that kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. That's what you know. So I get the name yeah. Nasty Neil. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I can be creepy, Craig. Uh, I like, I like creepy that. That Yeah, it fits right in. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that, well, that's what they used to call me. I used to work at a, uh, I used to work at a video game company called Acclaim Entertainment. Mm-hmm. I used to be a game tester there, and I was the kid that had like, I mean, I wasn't a kid. I was in college, so I wasn't a kid. I was the oldest motherfucker there. Um, but I used to come in and, and look at horror books and monster books and do makeup kind of stuff there. So they caught, so one guy gave me the pen name. Uh, it's creepy Craig. I was like, all right. Well, that you know, was better crack. than an asshole yeah. or douchebag. But I'll leave. <laughs> you know. All right. Creepy mm-hmm. Craig. We'll talk to you soon. And I uh, look forward to talking to you. You got it. Guys. Yeah. You got it. Take it easy, guys. Have a good night. Thank you. you yep. Same here. Thank you guys. And, and, yep. and thank you for Heal welcoming up. me into your family a bit. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, of course. All right. Have a good night, man. Yep. Take care. Bye. Okay. Bye bye. Well, it's always good to hear from Craig. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Always, always a guy with some really interesting things to say. Yeah. 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 We'll have to do a six 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 with Craig at, at some point. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. But now that we know that he's a big like uh, gamey geek kind of pencil and you know yeah. guy, uh-huh. we could even do something like that. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Next time we meet him at a conventional, play some games. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Festival. So uh, I saw the the uh, the trailer for the new Black Mirror movie. They're doing a uh, uh, Bandersnatch. Wow. You know, I mean, it, it, they don't show too much in the trailer, but I like Black Mirror, so I'm looking forward to do to, to a movie. I don't, I don't know though. Like, I. What's I don't the really point see of the movie, need of because, having a movie for that. Right. Because the, the episodes are, what, an hour long anyway? Yeah. It's yep. just like a half an hour longer movie. Yeah. They could have had a back-to-back like episode. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe they just thought this story really needs long. I don't know. But yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. I said this to Jason earlier. Is, uh Get to the chopper. Say that in your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. <laughs> get to the chopper. <laughs> There's a Predator-themed whiskey called Get to the Chopper. It's made by the same company, Neil, that I told you about that makes the um, the Star Trek ones. Oh, really? Like Dutch? Yeah. Maybe this one's called Dutch, yeah. I think oh, it man. is. I think it's called Dutch. Dutch whiskey, right? Yeah. Because they're the people, they make the uh, Montgomery Scott Scotch and the uh, James T. Kirk bourbon. Oh, very but cool. They're not sold anywhere around here. I think you have to, like, they're mail order exclusive. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I saw the, the website. I have to look into it. If, if maybe Jason can get us a bottle and oh, are they us up like somewhere. Him? Well, you could probably get a cent to him. We can't get a cent to Mass. Oh, yeah. Not in Mass, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, thanks, Jason, for the uh, the awesome Christmas presents. Oh, my God, yeah. Everything, thanks, Jason. Thanks, Neil. Every, every, uh, Thank you. All the gifts that I got. Like, I, I yeah. loved them all. And thanks to Secret Satans, everyone out yes. there who participated. It was, uh, it's always one of my favorite things of the year, and this year was no exception. People really send in awesome stuff. And if you didn't participate, uh, try to do so next year. It doesn't have to be anything huge. Just send in some horror latest. It's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. The more people, the better. Because then, like, you know, it's just a bigger, like, pool of stuff to mix and match. And, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you get, like, just things that are really nifty. You know, like it might be a keychain or something weird, or you might get something like that just blows your mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of very cool stuff this year. I got, I got the box set of um, <clears throat> Universal Monster Blu-rays. Oh, badass! That's pretty sweet. Uh, well, Troy got some cool ones. It was a Blu-ray of uh, Creep Show and uh, Trick or Treat, and then a, a set of uh, the uh, Critters movies. Oh yeah, yep. Which is great because it it's strange enough that um, being the huge King fan that I am, I did not have a Creep Show. Yeah, on on even DVD. Never mind Blu-ray. Yeah. So I was totally excited about that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Do you are you familiar with the video game series uh, Monster Hunter? No, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not either, but they made a movie off of it, which is usually awful. I can't really think <laughs> yeah. of any good movie, uh, movie, uh, video game inspired. No, I movies. can't either. I don't think there's any that's good. No, some are worse than others, but I, I don't. Yeah, some are just know of any that are like, wow, man, you got to see this. No. Yeah, so it's uh, Mila Jovovich and uh, Ron Perlman. Oh wow. 
oh, maybe it's all right then if you don't really know the video game that it's based off of. That's true. Well, maybe it's we'll better that it. way. Yeah. yeah. Although I do, I do like out. the uh, Castlevania on on Netflix. I never watch it, but I did hear good things. Yeah, although it's not just a standalone movie. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a, a, a series. Mm-hmm. Did you ever do a series, season two, or is it just the one season? Um, Season two just came out, but I, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, okay. I've just been backtracked on watching things. There's just yeah, so yeah. much out lately. Like, Shudder, we started to catch up on some of the stuff. We watched the creatures were stirring on there because you had told me that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that one. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I couldn't get into the Christmas present, so we tried. I got about maybe half an hour, 45 minutes in. Yeah, I wasn't, it a, just I wasn't a fan. Yeah. I wasn't a fan. Yes. It, the end's all right, but uh, the thing is, like, you hate every character. Exactly. I really couldn't care less about any of the characters. Yeah, then, like, like yeah, so you want to just, you're waiting for them to start dying, and then... Yep. Nothing really happens, and it's just like, man, I don't want to watch this. Yeah, yeah, I almost quit pretty early, too. And Like I said, it gets a little better at the end, but I still wouldn't say it's very good. Yeah, it was just kind of tedious, the first, like, 40 minutes or whatever it was. And I was nah, yeah. let's move on to something else. But the um, it was weird, because that one, at the time, had higher uh, star rating than uh, all the creatures were stirring. Oh, all really? the creatures were much, much better. Oh, yeah. No, we loved that one. I like I like the the wraparounds. Yep, yep. And uh, the last story even has a nice ending and stuff. It was super, I thought it was a really good movie. Yeah, and I and liked all the all the different stories in there. I thought they were all good. Yeah, me too. And they all had a similar vibe, which was mm-hmm. sometimes when they have all the different directors, it's neat. But at the same time, like they don't feel like a you know, there's no like not really connected. It, you could tell they're made by different people. And so it doesn't really gel well, I think, where this is different. It, it all gelled well together, I think. I agree. I think, like, everything just flowed together. It was almost like it was the same director for each one. Cause, yeah, like, I think it was. Oh, was it? Okay. I think. Yeah, I'm not positive there. I could be wrong, but I think so. Because sometimes it's just such, like, a giant, like, change from story to story. Yeah. yeah. And this one just flowed so well. Mm-hmm. So I didn't see Pook. I think it's Puka or Pookie. Uh, Hulu's doing uh, every month. They have a um, a horror movie based on a uh, a holiday of that month. Oh wow! And, and so they did. So I, I started to catch up on them. So I didn't see the Christmas one yet, but I saw uh, the Halloween one, which is the body, which was uh-huh. excellent. It's about a serial. Well, not serial. About a hitman who. Uh, Someone slashes his tires on Halloween, and mm-hmm. so, he, so he's got his dead body, and he can't, like, get away with it. And oh, then, no. like, this group of kids, like, teenage, 20-year-old you know, kids, they think it's part of his uh, Halloween costume. Ah. And so he's dragging the body around, and uh, a lot of really big twists I did not expect in the movie. I, I really liked it a lot. Oh, that one sounds pretty cool. I'd like yeah. to check it out. And uh, Flesh and Blood was was excellent. That was the Thanksgiving one. Okay. And it's about this uh, girl's, uh, her mother dies, and then she becomes a shut-in. <coughs> and it's about her and her dad. And the dad may or may not be a a, a, a serial killer who kills women and possibly the mom. And it, it was excellent. 
Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. There's only really, well, I guess three characters in it. It's mostly just the two, but it, it's excellent. I, I, uh, I like both of them a lot, so I can't say which one I like better. But uh, So I'm looking forward to Puka. Or Puka. I can't remember if it's Puka or Pookie, but I heard that it's very good. And okay. if it's like these other ones, uh, looking forward to it. That's awesome. It's good to good to hear like, you know, some things actually grabbed grabbed you and like, you know, stuck with you. Yeah, yeah. So uh next week here on the show, uh we're gonna have uh Lisa Langless, who's uh, we had to reschedule a few times. Uh, today she was six, so hopefully she's all right. So uh next week, uh, Lisa Langless from uh class nineteen eighty four and happy birthday to me. Nice. And then we will do our six 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 the best and worst horror movies of 2018. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a good time. Yeah. The headless critic, Jason Mitten will join us. Also looking forward to that. Like, I think I've only actually talked with Jason on the show that one time. So it'll Mm. be, be fun to do it again. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Mr. Mitten, go and check out, uh, watching movies, on without your head we'll go read them his reviews he's got some new ones up uh mute date recent one i've not read that one yet oh. i think it must have just popped up uh the possession of hannah grace nice bird box i think he likes i think he liked maybe a little bit better than me but uh oh, uh-huh. it's probably equal intensive care life change or the harrowing which is an excellent movie with um michael ironside oh nice City of Gold, Elves, Mrs. Claus, Ugly Sweaty par, uh, Party, and much more. He's, uh, like I said before, the hardest working critic in, in the biz. He is. He's got to get to work. He'll get some more. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a good dude. And uh, happy to have him part of the show. Along Absolutely. with uh, with, um, with, our, uh, with Craig Lindbergh. I like Craig Lindbergh a lot. Yes, and uh, Craig just posted uh, a picture of the uh, Dawn of the Dead board game, and including all the autographs. Oh, nice! Can't wait to see that one. Yeah, let's see here. I don't know if Speaking I can make it. Speaking of working out. hard, boss, I'm I'm down to my final. Oh, very, very cool! So here's the plan. Troy's been doing these amazing B movie monster. Uh, caricatures from like uh, 50s and 60s movies. I've been coloring them in. And uh, we want to put out a calendar. So I, I mentioned this on Facebook. A lot of people are interested. If you definitely want one, uh, let us know. I'm going to see how much, you know, the cost and everything because we're going to pre order them since it's a little bit, you know, we're getting run out of time here. Um, I want to, well, they'll be out in January. So you know, might miss a few, a few, a week or so, but you'll get them, you know, before the rest of the month. But let me know so we know how many to get. And only if you're serious and actually want, you know, or are going to buy one. Yep, yep. It'll be sweet because it'll be coll- it'll be the art of without your head. It'll be cool stuff from Troy here celebrating uh, the great B movie monsters because 2019 will be the attack of the B movie monsters, which is tremendous. I think that's great. Yes, it is. And it sounds like a cool thing, you know. Get one for the new year. Yeah. Good New Year's gift for yourself or someone that you you like or dislike and you want to get them something weird that will unnerve them. Exactly. So I see here we got stay scared. George, I believe that's George Romero. Uh, the gray suit zombie. 
Nice. Tom Savini, the Machete Zombie, Leonard. Oh, Leonard Live. I believe I uh, interviewed him once. So that's very cool. So, yep. Post the uh, calendar. So this is the final live show of 2018. Next week, we'll be back with the first show of 2019. And in between then, there might be a couple, you know, interviews popping up. And there will be a, um, a New Year's Eve show with the cast of derelicts it's gonna be a very long show because there's like nine interviews that's awesome all you know all separate i can't wait to hear that one that one yeah. is just so much fun yeah so actually you know last week michael ironside and maria olson was here in the live show and then uh the next day uh yan birch from um, people under the stairs and the new movie terror tales really fun interview check that out Oh, nice and then at Christmas Eve was Anna and the Apocalypse special. It was uh, it was wild. We had uh, Marley Sue, Christopher Lovo, and Sarah Swire, uh, cast members of Anna and the Apocalypse, a Christmas time horror zombie musical. That movie I can't wait to see. I have yeah, not I seen it, it yet, but I cannot yeah. wait to see it. Yeah, Every time it. I see something about it, it just like it makes me smile, makes me happy. Excellent. Yeah, I really loved it a lot. I, I, I'm a musical fan. I'm a horror movie fan. I'm a zombie fan. It had everything I liked in it. The villain was great. And you, all the characters were likable. Wow, just the opposite of that movie we were just talking about. Yeah, that makes a difference. Like, you actually care then if someone, you know, turns into a zombie. I gotta say, I just, I, I just saw these sketches Troy did with the, the ink, and they are amazing. <laughs> Awesome. I'm glad you liked them. Oh, they're awesome. I'm working on the finale, and it's the weirdest one of the bunch, I think. <laughs> Very cool. All right. So, oh, by the way, you can uh, go to uh, withoutyourhead.com slash Amazon store, and I think you have to do the capital A and S in store, and you can get all the cool Without Your Head merchandise, free shipping with Amazon Prime. Do so. All right. Again, thank you to Craig Lindbergh for calling them. We're just going to call him, start calling him Creepy Craig. Creepy Craig, I dig it. Creepy Craig. And uh, thanks to the amazing Kreskin, who will be back on in 2019, as well as well as Creepy Craig. That's thanks awesome. to uh, uh, Mitten, the, uh, the headless <laughs> critic, for all his stuff. Thanks for everybody listening. Thanks to the uh, Small Town Titans for our music of the month. And thank Terrible Troy. Oh, thank you, Nasty Neil. It's been a really good year. We've had some ups and downs, like, you know, personal lifetime kind of, kind of stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. but always look forward to doing the show with you and always have a good time. As well. And I think uh, we got rid of some, some drama here on the show. And show-wise, it's been a lot of fun. since. Uh, yep. This year has been, we've tried to keep it drama-free. Yes. That's yeah. our new motto on the show. We're going to keep uh-huh. it drama-free. Right. Save exactly. the drama for your mama. Exactly. So till next year, this is Dusty Neal. And that would make me terrible Troy. And this is without your head. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
can. You probably heard this before, but I'm more than a typical man. Not for the better, much more for the worse. It may look like a blessing to you, but it's more of a curse. Yeah! 